who then uh, sought, you know, shelter in the in the community around Lijueliputo, uh, or Machabeng in particular. And and these are the miners that uh, the, the mining house could not account for. And that's where we started uh, experiencing a lot of infections that were coming from the community. And uh, hence, uh, we had the the, 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 the the numbers that were increasing closely following Mangawu. But we also then uh, experienced a lot of uh, deaths that were coming from, from literally Puto, precisely because uh, one, most of these patients were, were dying at home uh, as a result of the stigma that I referred to earlier. Uh, but we've since uh, developed a strategy on how we're going to work on that. And I think the team, together with the WHO team, uh, are working on that to make sure that we contain and also be able to admit our patients. What we've seen is that because most of these patients are asymptomatic, you would find that some of them would then sit at home and, uh, um, you know, as one doctor was saying, you then get a husband who is sitting uh, on a sofa watching TV and sl- suddenly having a heart attack, um, you know, and, and collapsing and dying uh, in, in that regard. So we, we have now taken a decision that we're going to admit everybody that we come across that test positive. So that even if they are not symptomatic, we are able to monitor them, especially those that have comorbidities like your diabetes and hypertension. So that is one of the strategies that we are putting in place. Insofar as GO data is concerned, uh, we we are working in collaboration with the WHO, and this system was uh, um, uh, sort of recommended by them. It's a system that uh, you know we we didn't have to pay anything for, but the value that we're getting out of this system is quite quite remarkable. Uh, so, of course, we needed to appoint uh, some data capturers, which we did. Uh, WHO has also been very generous with us, where they managed to appoint data capturers per district uh, on a contract basis for us. So we, 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 we really are thankful to them. But as a department, we've also been able to appoint additional data capturers. Now, in terms of uh, the uh, provincial approach uh, uh, on dealing with COVID-19, I think the DG has uh, somewhat uh, covered that in, in, in saying that we're dealing with that using the district-based model, where at every district we have what we call district jobs, uh, joints uh, that are reporting to the jobs, the, the provincial job. And that the provincial jog reports to the, uh, the the command center that is chaired by the the DG, and ultimately we then report to the the, the premier's coordinating con- uh, council. Now, in there we process in the main issues uh, um, of health and health-related uh, problems, uh, uh, and we take decisions. We review. In fact, that's one meeting where one gets cross-questioned, you know, at the very, very uh, sort of vigorous um, uh, level, where we have to answer as to why the cases are increasing, why do we have high uh, case fatality rate, why are the recoveries not not at the level where they're supposed to be. So we, we do work uh, uh, in the province as a collaborate, um, collaboration to make sure that um, all these are dealt with. So that is the structure. Uh, and in the department, as I indicated earlier on, we have a war room that, that sits on a daily basis. We look at, we, we have our own modelers in the department where we just don't take 
what what is said out there in terms of projections. We do our own modeling based on the situation in the free state in terms of rurality, in terms of urbanization in some parts of the free state. So we do uh, have that that kind of a process that is unfolding uh, in the in the in the in the free state. Now the strategy uh, on dealing with uh, mining areas. As I indicated, the DG convened a meeting with all the mining houses in the province where they were able to share with us uh, in terms of their plans. And we had to interrogate those plans, uh, especially from the side of health, as to uh, how we think they should, uh, you know, remodel or repurpose their plans. And and I think uh, we've had uh, an, a, a, a very good support from these mining areas. So so I, I think, Chairperson, I'll end there and uh, allow other colleagues to respond to some of the questions. Thank you very much. Who wants to respond next? Okay. It's not the HOD of, uh, of uh, health, the one that's responding now. It is. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Sorry, Chair. Uh, we are going to respond as human settlement on the three questions that have been asked by honorable members. And the first question that was very critical was the one that is around Harris Smith in Tabazu, whereby the honorable member was asking about the amount of the share. Chair. There's a very terrible echo coming from you. Are you on speaker? No. What kind of a gadget are you using? I'm using a laptop. Mm, there's a sound that comes back. Keep on bouncing. Proceed. Am I now audible, Honorable Chair? That's better now. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, sure. Chair. Uh, Chair, the Department of Women's Settlement would like to welcome the questions that have been raised by honorable members and the three questions of which the department would like to attend to. One of the key questions that has that had been raised in today's meeting is around the informal settlement in Harris Smith, whereby it is alleged whereby the honorable member needed clarity around the payment of the checks that had been erected. And let me indicate a report up front to the committee chair that the purpose of erecting such checks in Lindam Konto informal settlement, it was the measures that was the measure that was taken in response to COVID-19 pandemic. However, Chair, because it is an administrative issue that is around the supply chain processes. I will request the Honorable Chair to allow my HOD to dwell more in responding to the amount thereof and the process of such project. And subsequent to that, the construction, uh, the construction that is, uh, the, the construction that had been asked about whether did we pay that particular contractor who had been indicated that is a female and also the disciplinary proceedings around the question of the asbestos. I will therefore request Honorable Chair 
to allow the HOD to elaborate on the questions. Thank you, Chair. HOD is directed by the MEC HOD. Proceeds. Honorable Chair. Uh, Honorable Chair, I'll start first with the issue of uh, harassment. The department resolved to fast track upgrading of informal settlement where there was an overflow in one of the informal settlement called Silakiwe in Harrismith. Uh, in Silakiwe, Honorable Chair, we had households that were sitting or positioned under power lines. Uh, others were on potential wetlands. And uh, as a result, it was uh, going to be very difficult for uh, emergency services to uh, reach such areas. That is uh, when the pandemic uh, started, uh, Honorable Chair. The department took a decision uh, in consultation with the municipality, where the municipality availed uh, another piece of land, which is uh, Lindam Kondo. Lindam Kondo had a layout plan where the department relocated uh, 537 uh, uh, residents to the layout plan in Lindam Kondo. Chair, I will mention that uh, in Lindam Kondo, these people have been relocated permanently. The department, uh, in its uh, revised business plan, has budgeted for upgrading of Lindam Kondo informal settlement, uh, Chair. Uh, that is uh, the reason for relocation of uh, these uh, uh, household, uh, Chair. Coming to the issue of the 75,000 being alleged by Honorable Keza that the department is paying that, uh, that amount is incorrect, Chair. Uh, the correct amount that uh, the department is paying per housing kit, it's 22,380, which uh, includes uh, the housing kit and uh, also the ablution facility, Chair. Uh, on the issue that the service provider appointed is the son of uh, the current uh, premier of the province, uh, the information is also incorrect. The department is not doing business with uh, the son of uh, the current uh, premier chair. Chair, I will then move to the question that was raised by Honorable Mkalipi uh, relating to Mampota construction. It is correct to say that uh, Mamporta Construction once did business with uh, the department chair. Uh, however, as we speak currently, she's no longer the department or she's no longer a contractor of the department. There is a contractual dispute that we are having with uh, uh, Mamporta Construction, uh, a contractual dispute relating to uh, retention of money uh, that the department has uh, done uh, for the department to pay retention honorable chair there must be practical completion of the project it is contractual so that is where we are sitting currently we are engaging with the contractor on that uh, dispute uh, honorable chair that is why uh, the retention is still withheld and not paid uh, to the contractor honorable chair uh, moving, uh, Chair, to the third question relating to asbestos and the remedial action thereof. 
the DG had already indicated that uh, there is an investigation uh, team uh, appointed and uh, remedial action uh, are being implemented by the province uh, honorable chair we have uh, currently uh, suspended the director supply chain which is uh, a consequence management arising out of the remedial action on the report of the public protector uh, this process of remedial action is ongoing chair we are proceeding with it and we are abiding by the contents of uh, the report honorable chair uh, further on asbestos honorable chair we are further cooperating with uh, different law enforcement agencies there is the siu uh, that is uh, also in within the space of uh, asbestos project uh, from every now and then they approach the department requesting information we are complying fully with them there's also uh, the hawks in the province uh, which uh, we are also complying fully with them in requesting information pertaining to the project itself uh, honorable chair those are the three questions honorable chair that were posed and uh, by honorable members uh, thank you honorable chair education there was a question raised by Honorable Thanks. Can you first get the education one? Education. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. Um, I think the acting HOD is uh, as locked in as well. Uh, I'm the acting MEC education because okay. the, the MEC uh, is ill and can't uh, be part of the committee. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> I think the Unkosil Tuli has asked a question of the damage or vandalism in school and uh, subsequently the cost thereof. The acting HOD will uh, sufficiently reply to the question. But we have uh, <clears throat> in the report uh, quantified the, the number of schools that were affected and we have also enumerated in terms of various districts mm. and the process of completion from 0 to 50% and 50% above, where we account in detail on each school progress uh, in terms of repairing and, and, and the progress thereof. And the DG has already indicated. I'm sure the HOD will reply to the issue sufficiently, but I was briefed that it's in the region of 12 million of all the schools that have been uh, repaired this far. I want to make a request, Chair, that I should also well deal with issues of COCTA and the HOD should just follow after the other HOD. Okay. So I'm allowed. Thanks. Sure, do that. Thank there, was, there was an issue about uh, Nketwani as well, uh, Honorable Member, and uh, the HOD could still furnish a detailed information, but the information at our disposal is that uh, all processes of the SCM were properly followed and regulation 361 of the MFMA. So to a large extent, uh, processes of procuring all COVID-19 uh, products or goods were, were, were done in line with the law. And that report is, uh, can still be furnished to, to the committee. Uh, <clears throat> on the issue of 
uh, municipalities that did not spend, I think the HOD will spend more time giving detail on this issue. But suffice to say, um, especially during the, the COVID process, most of the municipalities were, were unable to generate income because there was no revenue collection and people were not able to go out and pay for their uh, services and uh, others were not even getting income. So to a large extent, municipalities suffered a lot during this process. And uh, on the issue of the ITPs, I, I, I just want to take it further, Chair, with your indulgence, of course, that uh, our approach has been in essence to focus on the core function of municipalities to create a habitable environment, especially uh, during the lockdown period. And we agree that we must extend it beyond because we needed a habitable environment and people should be able to on their own engage and follow all uh, uh, COVID-19 protocols. Uh, on sanitation, where because it was locked down at the time, uh, people were at home and the demand was a bit higher. So part of the budget was to be utilized to provide services on sanitation on a regular basis and increase our services into attending to, to such issues. To an extent that in areas where there was bikers, we increased uh, the uh, tractors or even trucks that were emptying those packets in areas where there are VIPs we had included in the budget that we must increase uh, tractors or trucks that are emptying the, the, the VIPs. But we needed to create a conducive environment so that people are able, because they were not able to, to go out now, they are able to can have a, a conducive environment they live in. We also focused on water, which was which is also a core mandate uh, in various municipalities, where, <clears throat> to a large extent, also with the close relations with human settlement and uh, Department of Water and Sanitation, increased the uh, tankers uh, and even extending them to areas that were not formal uh, uh, informal settlement because humanitarian grounds you needed to provide uh, uh, sanitation and water, even in those areas, because you needed people to have that conducive environment and also are able to wash their hands using soap uh, on a regular basis. Uh, uh, so that as well was part of the program and uh, is part of the IDP plans of municipalities now that uh, in an event that any break uh, uh, outbreak that is taking place, we should be in a position to respond, but focusing on the core function of municipalities. Even on electricity, Chair, we're able to a large extent provide uninterrupted electricity supply. And this we did despite that um, ESCOM is saying to us, um, even if people did not pay, we want you to pay because you consumed our product. So municipalities find themselves uh, in a quad mire where they had to provide uninterrupted supply and to a large extent could not generate because people were not paying, but ESCOM want us to pay either way. So we are in that quad mire, but we are 
engaging to say we must find a way where uh, we, are, we are given a space or municipalities are given a space to make a reasonable arrangement to, to that extent. But with the spirit of wanting to fight the disease and at the same time creating a conducive environment, where to provide that, that as well. The decontamination plan and program was undertaken in all areas, with the municipalities leading, even uh, cooperating with the uh, Department of Roads and Transport on the Texas decontamination program. But we also entered into a plan of decontaminating all our buildings, all our 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 uh, vehicles in the in the municipalities. So that plan and program had worked very well. But continuously or repeatedly, municipalities uh, they have cases in their in their buildings, and they had to continue the plan of decontamination. So that plan as well was put in place, and the availability of PPEs, especially of the uh, staff of municipalities, and they was also availed. So as part of the IDPs, in our case, it was focused mainly or largely on the on the core function of municipalities, which is forming part of the current uh, process that we are undertaking. We're also part and parcel of the process of wide and, and, and intensive education to the people around uh, uh, observing the, the protocols, but also in the education to deal with the stigmatization. Because many of the people, despite that the information is there, but they still don't understand. That's why you see many of them ignorant and then resorting to stigmatization. Or either they don't care, they just behave as, as loose as they are. So civic education has formed part of municipalities to enhance and extend uh, that process. Uh, thank you. I, I would request you, uh, Chair, to allow the two agencies to respond uh, to, to the issues as, as, as outlined. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you so much, MEC. Can I request the HOD of Education to deal with the cost of HOD the HOD Cocta? Education first. Remember, you said there's a matter of education that the HOD. You told me you're the, you told us that you're the HOD MEC. So the simplest issue was to start with the education one. Because it's one question. Yeah. Thank you. On the schools expenditure. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Yes, Chair. Education, HOD. Even if he's not here, the information at my disposal is. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you very much, uh, Chair. I I am not the HOD. I'm the Chief Director for Districts. I have been requested by the uh, DG to respond to that. Just uh, two questions. The first one, or oh, my name is Mohobo as the Chief Director for District Management in the Free State Province Department of Education. Uh, the first issue, the DG had already addressed it around the fauna, that uh, 
the uh, school is stabilized. Teaching and learning is going on very well at uh, that school. Indeed, uh, there were some disruptions, but uh, they were brought under control. And uh, the uh, SGB had to lay off some of the SGB employees because uh, of uh, the non-payment of school fees by the parents. But uh, we must indicate that as a department, we have provided the teachers to the schools. And uh, we have also requested that uh, where there are complaints of uh, mismanagement, we be forwarded with evidence so that we can then institute an investigation around those matters that were raised. But the chair, the matter is under control and everything is fine at the school uh, as we speak now. On the issue of vandalism that were that was raised, the MEC has already indicated that uh, the uh, costing is estimated at uh, 12 million five hundred and fifty-four thousand seven hundred and ninety-one rent, and uh, it must be noted that. Uh, the vandalism and the burglary that uh, happened in our schools, it uh, took place uh, during the lockdown where people went uh, to schools uh, to break uh, our school toilets, doors, uh, ceilings, and other infrastructure-related uh, matters. And the department, uh, through the EIG, we are attending to all of these matters. And uh, the report of the DG indicated that uh, Almost uh, 48 of uh, those schools uh, have been completed, and we are working towards the completion of uh, the uh, outstanding ones. And each district, there is an allocation for each district, for all the five uh, districts, so as to attend uh, to all of those uh, reported matters around uh, vandalism. I think uh, that is all, uh, uh, Chairperson, that wanted to, to bring to the meeting. Thank you very much. Acting HOD Copter, when I hand over to you. Uh, Chairperson, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm not the Acting HOD Copter, uh, Chairperson. Let me uh, greet all of you. Good evening, honorable members, um, colleagues who are present also. Uh, I've been required to respond on some of the issues that were raised, especially around the income or the In the morning, you were so clear, visible. Can you go back a bit? We managed to see you properly in the morning. Hey, that's much better. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I am saying um, on the issue of the expenditure uh, that uh, part of the disaster. Uh, you would recall, Chairperson, that during that time, most municipalities did not have a sustainable income because people were, we were under lockdown. People were not paying for their, for their services as earlier ordered by the MEC. And then most municipalities then used the grants to actually augment on the payment of salaries, which we can confirm that it is not consistent with the Division of Revenue Act because it was never used for the intended purpose. But however, um, after most municipalities received their equitable share on the 7th of July, they were able to replace the expenditure and started the procurement process in terms of the 
COVID-19 material acquisition. So we will be presenting a report to show that most municipalities have procured. Uh, the only area that I think is lacking from our side of municipalities was also to provide reports to that effect. But we will ensure that those reports are provided to me. The command center uh, by the expenditure report uh, to Treasury and majority of municipalities have so far submitted the same reports to our provincial uh, uh, Treasury. We've also engaged our municipalities in terms of the uh, the standard operating procedure on the employees have been tested positive. Uh, it's a matter that the commander also dealt with and adopted by the command council, and that has been communicated adequately to our municipalities. On the procurement, I think there will be a report, like I said, Honourable uh, Chairperson, on how municipalities really spent their disaster uh, uh, grant allocation. Uh, MEC has also touched on a number of issues that I think I do not necessarily have to repeat them, Chairperson, in the interest of time. That's where I would like to end my story. Thank you, Chairperson. Can we come with clear deadline, uh, HOD, on the issue of the spending on the money that you got from Copter National? If you don't submit Chair, it, then. Chair, then Chairperson, before Friday, that report will have. Oh, my apologies, Chair. No, I was saying before Friday, that report will make sure that it is with the committee. And you must take it to Copter nationally as well, because remember, they gave you the money. You are not responding to them on the actual spending to give them a report. Otherwise, they are going to have challenges with their auditors moving forward, because you need to also account to that money. So you just copy us, but send that report to Copter nationally. That's where the report is required. No, uh, Chairperson, let me confirm that will ensure that even our National Disaster Management Center get the necessary report. Like I said, they have reported to Treasury, so we'll just submit the same report if it has ever been submitted to our National Disaster Management Center. Thanks, Chairperson. And the Disaster Management Plan, HOD, and the buildings, my questions remain unanswered. HOD? Yes, we do we have, have the Chairperson? You have one. There were issues that were raised with us in relation to the status, the building of the disaster management center. You remember the question I asked, including whether the province has got a plan in terms of Section 39 of the Disaster Management Act. I will have also expected HOD Mudau to also address that the plan that is as required in terms of Section 38 of the Disaster Management Act for the health portfolio. Thanks, Chairperson. Yes, we do have plans, like the DG has indicated. Uh, currently, the, pro the, the province is in the process of establishing the fusion center, where all the departments that are affected normally by natural disasters will be participating. Uh, it will be led by, obviously, by Copter as the custodian to the Disaster Management uh, uh, Act, or, or, or of, the, of the Act. To is, actually, is it there or you are planning to have it? That was the question. No, the plan is there, but the, the fusion center for the, whole province, you know for the whole province. Yes, for the whole province, Chair. Are you able to share that with us? 
it will be part of the document that must get in terms of the report. And then I, not, I may not have it now with me, Chair, because I wasn't expecting that it would be required, but can we get intelligence from you and submit it tomorrow, the latest? We're dealing with the disaster, Danny. You don't. You were not expecting us to ask you a question about the plans. No, I'm saying in terms of making. Okay, it's fine. Then the issue of your disaster center that is not in a good condition. What is your response to that? Because that is your responsibility as the HOD of COPT. I agree fully, Chair. Uh, that is why I said, uh, if you recall, the DG indicated that the province will be having a fusion center. Now, the fishing center will be addressing exactly the same issues that were raised. We confirmed that our disaster management center is not in a good space. It's not, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, in a good working environment for employees. So that is the only way we could actually alleviate that type of a problem by establishing the fishing center. I think uh, we have not, we have decided uh, uh, on where it should be and the building has been identified. It's just the program to kick off the ground. Do you have a time frame to that effect? Of the fusion center? Yeah, time frame. It's an ongoing work, but we can also provide the report to say when will the actual work take off the ground. We need that because disasters strike us all the time. It can't be an open-ended matter. Can you deal with that and give us a practical time frame? Because that has been the frustration of the team nationally, of you as a province not, not responding or not complying. Can you make that commitment? We commit on record, Chair, that uh, we'll make uh, sure that we provide the time stream in relation to the establishment of the future. HODF, uh, the disaster plan as required by Section 38 of the Disaster Management Act. I didn't hear you commenting on that as well. Can I get your feedback to that, Rebecca? Uh, Chairperson, thank you very much. Um, uh, my apologies, I did not respond to that one. Uh, the plan is there for the department, and uh, as HOD uh, Mukherjee was indicating, we are working together uh, with COCTA in terms of uh, making sure that we deal comprehensively with uh, any disaster that uh, uh, may be facing the, the province or the country, as it were. So we will submit that, Chairperson. Uh, uh, when you are saying you are working together with HOD Mukiti, because in your case also, apart from the one that is the province-wide, provided for in terms of Section 39 of the Disaster Management Act, yourself also as a department, uh, Section 38 of the, the Act, it says that you must have such. That must cover all your epidemics, like we have now you have got COVID-19. There can be corona. There can be any other epidemic. Deal with your infrastructure, your emergency medicine, EMS, etc. You know, I'll always give an example of hospitals that will get flooded. And then without that report plan, how are you going to respond? Here in my home province, we have one situation that happened in Tavas in the municipality. So for you to just tell us you are working 
with a, we know there must be an overall multidisciplinary plan for the province, but for you in particular, is there one that addresses yes, uh, as I've raised? Yes, Chairperson, uh, my apologies. Uh, maybe I did not, uh, I was not very clear in that regard. Uh, I, I was intending to say, or I was trying to say, yes, there is, uh, in as far as the Department of Health is concerned, uh, but we also are working with COCTA as the custodian of uh, uh, disaster management, uh, as it were. But for the department, yes, as Chairperson has already uh, referred to incidences like your other outbreaks, uh, EMS disaster and all that. Yes, there is uh, a plan that we will provide. We will just uh, adjust it uh, accordingly and provide. Okay. Colleagues, can I see who wants to make follow-ups? I already noted Kaiser. Uh, then it's who else? Kalipi. Who else wants to make a follow-up? Lutuli, is it only the three of you who wants to make follow-ups? Yes, let's do that in that order. Kaisam, Kalipi, then Lutuli. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, with regards to that question about artists and uh, and those who were not approved, I have a follow-up on that because I didn't get a sense of how many uh, of those who were disapproved, the 360, uh, with a value of 2.1 million, where sculptures that were declined, where musicians, where dancers were uh, 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 writers and so forth. Uh, can you give us a, a, a more detailed uh, report in terms of who and because I don't get a sense of why you just become very, very insensitive to artists like that. Uh, so I then went on, Chair, to, to ask what, priori what prioritization measures uh, do you have in place uh, to prioritize the up-and-coming artist over the already established artist? What prioritization measures do you have? And uh, with regards to that question of the checks, uh, thank you very much for clarifying the, the amount. I will then delve into, into the details of maths as to, uh, as you are giving me the, the figures, the correct figures. Uh, what measures uh, did you put in place to and show to 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 what 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 um, did you what 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 method do you use to to relocate uh, each household 
Uh, how are households identified, considering the fact that when people live in a particular place, they live with their families, that's one. So you are going to relocate them away from the day-to-day running of their lives. And then uh, number two, from their activities uh, to run their livelihood, uh, as you know that there is massive unemployment in the province. Uh, What considerations did you put in, uh, in place to relocate the people. Uh, Chairperson, I want to go to Cockstar again. And uh, with regards to the Sabeng uh, local municipality on allegations of whether whether they, they can uh, clarify the allegations to us once again, and whether they are uh, investigations that were done uh, with regards to the following. One, the allegations about selling municipal assets by the executive mayor of Dikhabe and practicing nepotism for self-enrichment. Uh, you would know that uh, in City Press there was a, 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 a Honorable Leza, yes. can you reserve that you deal with it in the next presentation, please? What okay. is can we focus on the COVID-19 questions now? Please, we are almost done. We are going to go to the next presentation now. Yeah? Please. Okay. Thank you. Honorable Mkalipi. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, on the follow-up that I was talking about in terms of artists, maybe let us just rephrase it, Chair, by saying that if the, uh, the state department if they can finish this committee with the list of artists who benefited. So it can help a lot. And then the second one, uh, the HOD of health, as per the MEC, he didn't elaborate on the COVID-19 Virginia case, the one that I was uh, referring to. The MEC just elaborated on the fact that it was not her who was doing that interview, which that member of the society is complaining about the way he was uh, insulted, but he believed that it was the uh, the MEC. You know, our people, they don't know who is who. They just been told that this is a person from the department. And if the MEC can do the honors and get that interview and go and meet with that person, because it, I mean, the name of the MEC and the department and the government as a whole is dented because of, of the person who was representing the department. But in terms of the presentation that we received here on how to do or to deal with the COVID-19 to prevent the spread of the COVID-19. So therefore, I think also we should also expand on that fact to say that if there is no clear explanation as how that family was declared a COVID-19 a body, but there was no follow-up in terms of uh, testing in the family, and it means that the province is failing to that regard. If the COVID body will be declared that, no, this body is COVID-19, but there's no testing in the family, and the, in terms of the regulation, the body was not covered uh, because uh, it's supposed to be covered with those uh, typical plastic bags in order to prevent the spread of the virus. 
So that was not the case in the families. Hence, it is an issue. And on the issue of the primary school, I hear the chief director, what he's saying, but I don't think it can be satisfied in this committee. If 15 teachers, 15 teachers can be fired in one school and the chief director of education comes and just flush it off here and say to this committee, it's because those, those teachers were paid by the SGB and because the parents couldn't pay during the COVID-19, and therefore, there's no evidence that suggests that those teachers were fired on the basis of they were fighting corruption whatsoever. So therefore, the best way is to be told by the department that since we raised this issue in the committee, they are going to make sure they investigate what uh, is the real issue there. You can't just brush it off as if what is reported to you is well and good. It must be a cause for concern. And I remember time and again, Chairperson, uh, the Department of Basic Education has been saying to parents, even if kids are not attending the school, but they must pay the school fees. I remember that, that there was that outcry in the, in the country. Parents are saying, but the kids are sitting at home, but you are still told that you must pay. Because of the fact that even if teachers are paid by the school governing body, so the parents must continue paying. So there is a role that must be played by the Department of Education. And it can't be as business as usual, whereby 15 teachers are losing their job, especially during COVID-19, and the department is not doing anything. So I'm not satisfied with that answer. So I'll strongly propose that the department must go and investigate the real reason of why these teachers were fired and come back with the report in this committee. Lastly, Chair, there's someone who's sending me on Twitter to say that I must ask the DG that there's a place called Reader Park in Machabeng. They don't have an electricity. And by the look of things, the company has pulled out. The company that was identified to do that uh, electricity in the area in 2019. So they want, they are listening. Our people are listening, are watching on TV. So they want the DG to provide answers in that regard. They don't have electricity in that, uh, in that uh, 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 area. The last one, Chair, is this uh, thing of the 350 range. I had the MC of Social Development, who's the acting premier, telling us what is the criteria, but it looked like the problem is bigger, or, or, or is bigger, it's not what the MC was explaining, that the, pe the person just apply and get rejected because he's receiving a UAF. People are coming back to us saying that I was, Last, last time when I was getting something in terms of, uh, of, 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 of uh, um, uh, to say that I was, uh, I was working, it was 2016. I have not received any money from Labor Department, but the system have rejected me. And I have also talked to the CEO of SASA in the national office. And there is no clear, clear answer on what exactly what is needed from people. Because when I get a feedback from a person who has been rejected when applying for 350, the CEO keep on saying, no, that person must keep on applying. They must keep on applying until the system accepts them. So there's no clear direction. So the MEC must able to assist us in this committee. I know that it could be something else at a provincial level and at a national level, but unfortunately there's only one number. That's the whole South Africa they must use in terms of WhatsApp and calling. 
So therefore, even if they go to Sasa offices in district level, so it's very easy for them to be just to be told to be uh, told that no, this thing you must go and apply in the system. There's a number that is put by the national department. But I'm saying that is not true. What the MSC is, is describing is one of the reasons why people are not getting this 350s. So we need some information to this regard because people are frustrated in terms of the application of the 350. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mkalipi. Honorable Lutuli? Thank you, Chair. The minister, when I was asking the question of uh, the breakdown, which I gave it to her, uh, he says only, on, only the Sasa knows about it. But uh, I, I'm not satisfied as Honorable uh, Mukalipi alluded to now on, on that uh, relief fund because uh, I done I, I have given her a, a, a breakdown by saying that those people who I'm, I'm talking about it's 784 and 60 were rewarded and 442 was 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 uh, was not was once declined he said she said to me Sasa, on the Sasa in, in the national, uh, which I, I'm not, uh, I'm not satisfied, uh, Chair. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. You do, I, 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 I hear you, Ndavizita and Honorable Mkalipi. Maybe to sum it all as the two of you are saying it, there are minimax that are being held in between. And I think Minimax are meant to also deal with the issues that makes uh, provinces not to deliver on the mandate that are the competency of the national department. Because the issues has raised MEC acting premier. What are you, because you have seen these are problems and they are affecting the people in the area of jurisdiction where you are operating as an MEC. Because I want to also couple it with the issue of this 350. My understanding this 350 way about to bring dignity to our people. But you move around, you see the queues in the post offices, how this thing is being mismanaged. And to say whatever decision was taken that these people must get the money uh, at the post office. You move around, you find some queues, they go so long. These are the most vulnerable people. To, for them to get the 350, it costs them. Their human dignity. It was winter, now it's summer. It's very hot in some of the areas. Was there no any other mechanism that will maybe, if you can even allow them to get the money in the supermarkets, like what the recipient of patient grants get the money, than to send them in the post office? Because the situation is so bad. These are the issues that you should be raising at your minimum. The other issue that I wanted to raise, I've dealt with it as I opened this meeting with regard to the quarantine sites. I want to understand what is the province expenditure trend on quarantine sites. What value for money is this yielding, considering that majority of these quarantine sites 
across the province are virtually empty. And these are either guest houses, natural resources, resorts, or private lodge, as depicted in your slide, slide 25 of the presentation. Definitely, there's been service level agreement signs. Uh, monies are being paid, but there's no value for money, maybe because of the mere fact that they're not occupied. I want you to comment on that one because uh, definitely those guest houses, the private lodges that you secured, you must be paying something on a daily basis. So that's the feedback that I want to know in terms of the expenditure trend because I don't see it actually coming in the present day. The expenditure, how much are you paying as you have put the day on slide 25? Uh, you also check on slide 25 of your report. You also allude to the fact that the province is facing challenges in relation to the implementation of your various COVID-19 related interventions due to the interprovincial traveling in neighboring countries. But I'm asking myself, how is this possible? Because the burn has been there up until recently on interprovincial travel safety and the current ban and you know it only came in now with the with the uh, level two that's where it was relaxed but and the current ban on international travel is still there so i would like to understand that to say to get the link on what you are saying vis-a-vis the, the reasons that one has raised so, so basically, that's what one wants clarity on. I can hand over to you, acting premier and the delegation. Hey, do you want to start first? Yeah, chair. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you very much uh, again for. Questions, uh, matters that members have directed that we do further investigation, we will do that. I think uh, education will look at this matter of Fauna deeper uh, and try to also get to the other side, but uh, the issue was then to try and prioritize learning and teaching to take place. We will uh, uh, definitely look at that. We will submit a report uh, on uh, the criteria that was used to deal with artists, athletes, and, and, and all those that fell in that category uh, 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 of arts and culture uh, from the provincial fund in terms of how we were able to adjudicate uh, with uh, an adjudication team that was set up by the department and those that were disqualified. That report will be made available to the committee secretary uh, by end of business uh, tomorrow, uh, Chairperson. Our uh, quarantine sites have basically been uh, uh, government uh, lodges, as you would see, but there are instances basically when we started because a lot of government uh, lodges were to be put to speed, to be at a level where people would be comfortable. Uh, to find themselves in. So we had to spend money to try and upgrade some of those lodges. And in the process, we used the uh, private uh, uh, lodges. 
I think uh, the overall expenditure from uh, uh, our first cases of guarantee up to now has been up to close to 5.6 uh, million rand, uh, uh, which 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 will also involve your your private uh, guarantee sites. But we scaled down a, a lot. This could have been much much higher. We had to use. If you can see numbers, there are in uh, Philip Sanders is ours. Sand Refir, Harib Dam, there's a, a number of other uh, uh, centers that we are using now are actually government centers uh, to, to which are used as guarantee sites. Although from time to time, and we've tried our level best, especially with uh, the frontline workers, the health professionals, that we try uh, to uh, keep them as comfortable as possible as they recover. Uh, given that most of them would have uh, been infected at, uh, at a work environment, although others might have come with this thing from outside. So we've tried our level best to balance that. We could not sustain uh, the this issue. At the beginning, we were also affected a lot by bigger numbers or coming out of Lesotho, which were treated as uh, 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 the, the, the repatriates. And the free state was to provide for them uh, until such time that we were able to then agree with national uh, public works that they will take the cost. But by by the time they started taking cost of uh, international repatriates coming from Lesotho, we had already paid a lot of money to keep them for the 14 days uh, period uh, in in the free state and 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 so on. So. We are balancing our books with uh, the National Department of Public Works, where we are doing interdepartmental claims. It may reduce our costs significantly, because really, in terms of the uh, the uh, responsibilities, the international repatriates where their responsibilities, our responsibility was to deal with our own uh, people in the province that got infected. Chairperson, some of the clusters emerged. Uh, through people that were thriving through free state, even during a uh, um, hard lockdown, where you have, uh, I, I think, no, at level four, where you had quite a number of trucks starting to move, where if the economy was slightly open, moving uh, out and in of Lesotho, moving uh, across borders. Some emerged, some of these things emerged even from uh the the feeling stations and so on so when we, we assess our clusters we are saying some of these uh, 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 issues especially uh, urine level three were actually brought about by interprovincial travel uh, not on a bigger scale but also including people that were coming from funerals if you look at what we accounted for in uh, uh, the val what we accounted for in uh, around area uh, of Alval North, Ruvel, where uh, a lot of cases were emerging from officials of the uh, correctional services. Some of them were are coming from various towns in the Eastern Cape and they come into the Free State. They then are accounted for here and so on. So that is practically what we are talking about in terms of the effect of uh, interprovincial travel. And it, it created a lot of uh, local transmissions, even in areas such as Harib, 
where in Betuli just a local transmission emerged uh, out of cases that were people that were coming from the funeral. And it, it just emerged like that in the in a small district like Harib. So that is that is what we meant by what, what we mean by 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 that. Honorable Kalipi, I will take uh, the issue of Rita Park in Velcom. Uh, I will we will investigate. I'm sure the HOD Cocta is, is listening. He will provide us with information. We will also uh, send to Secretariat around the issue of Rita Park. Uh, about the contract that was supposed to do uh, 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 connection, the uh, Reader Park is actually an area within a within town, and if it is not able to access electricity, then there must be a problem. We will try to establish. It's not an informal settlement. We'll we'll try to establish what could actually be the cost, and then we will provide uh, information with regard to that. Chair, that's basically how far I, I can go. Uh, the 350 MEC, our acting premier might want to uh, refer to, or I see HOD, acting HOD, human settlement would like to raise one issue around the Harris Smith again, uh, as brought about by Honorable uh, Kaiser. And then uh, the acting premier will, will will then conclude by indicating how they are dealing with this matter of the 350 at uh, at uh, Min Maglev. Mr. Swahili. Thank, thank you, DG. Thank you, uh, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, there's a follow-up question from Honorable Peza on uh, what method did we use to relocate uh, these beneficiaries? Uh, we would like to state for the record, uh, Honorable Chair, that uh, the municipality presented a waiting list to the department, which was verified against the National Housing Needs Register that is being administered by National Department of uh, Human Settlement. Uh, the list was uh, then taken for initial searches, and the result thereof was uh, these approved uh, beneficiaries. Uh, the amount that we initially indicated that is 22,380 is inclusive of uh, the relocation of uh, these beneficiaries from Selahiwe uh, to uh, Lindam Kondo, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, we will further want to uh, state, uh, Honorable Chair, that there was a social facilitation done by the municipality with beneficiaries and the end result thereof is uh, confirmation letters that were received and uh, from these beneficiaries and they have signed them. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, just uh, one thing in addition, uh, Honorable Chair, uh, relocation of these beneficiaries it is within a radius of uh, three kilometers. Uh, their lives have not changed. Uh, Honorable Chair, thank you very much. Thank you. HOD, HOD, Cogta, are you fine? I see you. Yes, Chair, if you would recall, there was also a question um, for Cogta. That's the one I want to respond to. Uh, Chairperson, on the Reader's Park, Velcro, it's an electrification problem also. Uh, it's funded under INEP. 
So the problem with uh, Machabing local municipality is that there were about 250 million deviations that were concluded. And then uh, through our intervention of Section 106, we have been able to determine some of the things that have happened. So one of the criteria was to say, we need to investigate all the constructions that were appointed through deviations because some of the bill of quantities that were received were way above the norm. And that's one of the areas that needed to be investigated as per the request of council. We assisted the municipality by appointing a service provider, a team of engineers to go and verify some of the claims that were lost. And that is why some of the projects are actually uh, not proceeding under Machabin because we are afraid that they will continue to pay contractors that have been appointed illegitimately. So that's one of the areas that we're focusing on. And we'll provide a report, Chairperson, on this one specifically, including other projects um, that constituted the, devi- uh, the, 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 the deviations in the municipality to the tune of 250 million. A primary report on Section 106 has been uh, given to the MEC. The work is still continuing. We will definitely ensure that we provide the entire holistic report about our findings in Machabin local municipality. You would be aware that Section 106 requires us also, even before we make any report public, to actually table before council and the executive council of the province. And then we'll be able to supply the committee with a detailed report of what actually transpired there. Thanks. On on the issue of uh, disturbing, I think we've also seen those uh, allegations as the department. However, there has never been a formal uh, report to send to us. We were intending to look at those issues and investigate them, but the issue of uh, lockdown also contributed uh, uh, to some of these things. But through uh, the alert level two, officials will be going because some of these things need us to go to the municipality physically and verify the allegations. We can't, unfortunately, do them through electronic means. So that is the reason why the work has not started. But we are aware of those allegations, even though we became aware of them through social media and uh, the other uh, form of media. Thanks, Chair. Yes. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Just to quickly indicate that the question that was raised by uh, Honorable Member Mkalipi, we did indicate that, um, unfortunately, myself and the MEC were not part of that, uh, but we've made an undertaking that we will investigate uh, that, uh, that uh, um, you know, uh, uh, situation and we'll be able to then correct it and uh, report to the committee. Okay. I think we are done. Any MEC who wants to say something before I hand over to the acting premier so that we close up on this item and deal with the next item? If your HODs have covered you, it's okay. And the DG, it looks like it's that. Uh, acting Premier, the last ones that you said you must deal with. The 350 meter and all the other is. There are a lot of them. So. Um, 
Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, Chair, on all other um, outstanding uh, matters, uh, we will give a written report. Um, and any other issue that may not have been uh, clearly um, explained, we will, we will uh, give a written uh, report. Chair, on the 350, I feel that the committee is unfair. Uh, because this is a direct responsibility of the National Department of uh, Social Development together with SASA. It is unfair, Chair, to expect us to have a full information on issues that we are not directly dealing with, particularly when the members of this committee have said that we, we are under oath. I can give information as much as I am uh, giving it but can't account uh, on issues that are happening at national levels. And we have been helping on the 350 uh, chain. We, the thing is, uh, some of the people that we have been uh, helping to apply, particularly those that uh, would not have access to uh, the phones and what, we've been going to farming communities helping people uh, who are living in farms to apply for the 350. But the challenge is the answer does not come to the Department of Social Development in the province. The response goes to the beneficiary. And, and yes, we have been engaging. And, and that's, that's why ultimately the Department of uh, Social Development at, at national level has said that it will go and look again into all those that uh, did not qualify, what happened? It is because of a fight that was put by provinces that how can so many people not uh, qualify? And we were also advancing the complaints that were coming to us uh, in the province. Therefore, it is unfair, Chair, to insinuate that I am lying to the community or to the committee or what, when I am explaining that amongst others, amongst a plethora of reasons that are given. These are some of them that we were given, that uh, these are the things that made people uh, not to, to, to qualify for the 350 uh, uh, grant. So I feel that really uh, the comments are unfair when one is trying to give the information as much as we can. And yes, we are sitting in Minmix. And that's where uh, we are fighting over these issues. That's why, uh, uh, like I said, they will be looked uh, back into a, a chair. Um, any other matter, chair, we will uh, respond uh, in writing to, to, to the committee. Okay. I think let's then switch off to the next item. That's section 139. Intervention. Normally, this is the decision of the provincial executive. Uh, yes, that's the decision. The constitution says the provincial executive, that means yourself as the premier and all the MECs, to take decision to place municipalities under administration. Uh, but we Ourselves as a committee, we have observed a trend. We had, had an interaction with a, a department national helicopter. 
uh, and then uh, the blame solely uh, referred back to the provinces to say, because what is happening is there's in all municipalities that in most majority of the municipalities where there's been intervention, the matters get worse. Instead of the intervention assist, assisting the municipalities, you find uh, uh, the matters getting worse. I'll give you a classical example. In the morning, we dealt with your Malutia municipality. Uh, when yourselves as a province and the National Department Copter intervened in this municipality in 2018 February, ESCOM's debt was 3.2 million. And since the intervention, that has then increased to 5.3 million. Whereas uh, in terms of your intervention, you were informed by four reasons. I'm giving a classical example by Maluti Apofum. You wanted to deal with the financial management failures. And then that had to deal with failure to adhere to, to meet their financial obligations, third party payments, etc., breaches of the MFMA, and then, uh, like the municipality had written a lot of um, the amounts without following due processes. The second item in Maluti Perform was around uh, governance failures. Uh, like council was not meeting and it was not even to place oversight. The other issue in Maluti Perform was around institutional development. Like there was no PMS, organogram was bloated and there were numerous litigation and labor unrest. And then the third one was, um, the fourth one was service delivery because the municipality has been failing to deliver, uh, provide sustainable water and electricity. They couldn't maintain their rules. They couldn't, um, they couldn't then uh, also collect the, their refuse. So those were the reasons why Yourself as the provincial exco took a decision to intervene to invoke the provision 139. But if you look at that particular classical one municipality, nothing has improved. And you look at the AG's reports, the reports are really bad. But this is happening while there's intervention in the municipality. So that's why then we have interacted with the department. We took a decision that we need to then interact with yourselves on this matter. So I'll hand over to the MEC for COPTA to quickly deal with the presentation. Uh, it was part of the, uh, the, the same report that we were dealing with. There was part B of the report so that then we can quickly dispose of this matter. Uh, colleagues would raise questions, and then towards the end, the end of the acting premier will also have to say something because this is a PEC decision. You take decision to put these municipalities under administration, but the output we are seeing situations then it becomes worse than the way before. Over to you, Emis. Thanks, Chairperson. Uh, <clears throat> thanks very much, Chairperson. I think the, the HOD can lead our presentation. 
of 139 in the first state, we have got uh, four municipalities that are under 139. Uh, <coughs> we have had uh, in the past the ones that are out of 139. And uh, from where I stand, there's been notable progress. That's why uh, we had to uh, take them out of 139. And uh, I think the report will illustrate in depth on the on the conditions that are prevailing currently. And uh, the same example, if I'm, you allow me, uh, Chairperson, to use it of of Malutia Pufu. <clears throat> uh, on the sixth administration taking over, you would uh, remember, Chairperson, that. There was huge instability in Malutia Pofu politically, uh, where even we even had to go through a process of by election uh, of about uh, 15 words. And that process on its own, with the time uh, uh, bound, uh, to a large extent created serious instability in that municipality. The municipality at a time when we went there, especially during that time, uh, was on the brink of being dissolved. It could not pass a budget. Uh, the budget was passed on the last day. And the provincial government, uh, having dedicated me to interact with all parties, we um, were successfully able to avert that process. With this intensive interaction with all political parties, in fact, the day was on Sunday when it was it was it was done, and that, to a large extent, restored um, the political instability uh, in the area. And the subsequent process was that was a rigorous election campaigning by all other political parties, which to a large extent affected the functionality of the municipality. And after the process of elections uh, in the municipality, you then saw a stability politically in the municipality. After the election of the mayor, the speaker, the chief whip, and members of the mayoral committee and chairpersons of section 18, section 9, uh, section 79 committees, the municipality is now back functional, political, uh, leadership is leading that municipality to an extent that uh, all committees are sitting, reports are prepared, Section 71 reports are written and are submitted. And council now is sitting as expected, and there is no halabaloo now on the council. So that's political stability. And the other issue, Chair, was that the, there was erratic strikes by union in that municipality. Through the intervention and the successful persuasion of the uh, trade union movement, they are now working closely with the administration. And that has brought stability in the municipality. And the other issue, Chair, there was um, a series of plethora of uh, protests in, the, in that area, which have subsided drastically down. And the only notable one would be at a time when there was a demand for water. 
which on the intervention of the National Minister Umamusulu and the Premier of the Free State, Umemantombe, we've been able to restore water to that area. And people are receiving water, even though to a certain extent due to uh, uh, theft of the valves and the aging infrastructure, uh, we've had numerous breakages and leakages which are attended to by Sidibeng Water, MAP Water, and now the Council of Geoscience have also had a new innovation in the area where they've found a lot of water underground. They are in the process of putting in and now a contractor to be able to assist the community. We're still processing with the tankering in some instances. So that intervention, to a large extent, has helped the community and is a, a notable progress. The uh, improvement on the infrastructure is still a challenge. Of course, you have nine wastewater treatment plants in that area, and uh, seven of them are not functional. And part of our uh, sin is to uh, uh, also pollute the Val River, and that we discussed and raised the issues with the one of the meeting with the deputy president where we're explaining ourselves and our that, our challenges to that effect. And uh, so the, the matter was receiving attention. So on other issues, Chair, is that we were expected to uh, fill the vacancies of section 56 and 57. We've, we've completed that work on the MM and the CFO and the process of the technical director is underway. So to a large extent, those issues are being attended to. You have a relative stability in the municipality. Of course, it is not out of the wood because it has been riddled with a lot of uh, problems for a very long time. So to rebuild it and start the process affairs require us to, to work closely with the municipality. And that's why we are supporting the municipality even today. On the finances, the municipality has not been able to a large extent to, to, to have sufficient revenue. Uh, you would know that part of the revenue uh, collection measures of the municipality will be your electricity, water, and, uh, and other services. And to a large extent, people have not been paid. There's illegal connection of electricity, even by some industries that were found out and the, the, the municipality is working on them to ensure that they, they formalize those uh, processes and ultimately those people get their pay. There's illegal connection even of water. So we have that serious problem and uh, it is bedeviling the municipality in terms of its financial stability. But they've been able to pay third parties, especially uh, pensions of workers, medical aid of workers, and they are still having some uh, certain deaths with other uh, uh, creatures. So the municipality, it is uh, relatively on the right path. Uh, that's where from my stand, uh, honorable members, I can be, I can still be corrected. But I've been working closely with that municipality and uh, I'm at a point where I know where it comes from. I know where it is now. And uh, I'm fully aware of the progress moving forward. So. That, that has helped. The one other municipality that was taken out of 139 is Masilunya. 
And that also we see, we saw a tremendous progress. My view, Chair, is that uh, 129 to a large extent does not solve the debts. It creates a conducive environment for municipality to enable it to attend to its responsibilities. We, the municipalities must run on their own. The 129 is a inter, short intervention aimed at rekindling the functionality of the municipality in all respects. And once you have established that conducive environment, you are at a point where you can move forward and be able to work with them closely. So that's where we are with COCTA. But I would like to invite the HOD to take us through the presentation, if you allow uh, Chairperson with your indulgence, uh, so that we are able to respond to issues as raised by the Chair. Thank you very much. HOD, over to you. Thanks, Chair. Um, because I'm working from the hard copy, may I request that I switch off my camera and then continue to present. On the same breath, um, we are not in the position to fly our presentation. I'm not sure if anyone from the Secretariat uh, will be able to assist us with the presentation. It's a very voluminous one, but one will try. Uh, um, this one is part A. If you want me to present the part A, it can still be done. But I thought you wanted the report on Section 139, which report comprises of four municipalities and it's part B of the of the presentation. I'm not sure, but what I see here on the screen, it's part no. A. So let's go to part B. Part B. Chair, am I allowed to switch off the camera? Yes, you are, because you are saying you have got challenges. Thanks, Chair. But don't disappear. <laughs> no, I won't, Chair. Okay, that's better. Even your, your sound now is much better. Are we winning? Get part B on the same presentation, please. It has been a long day. Let's try it. And you can be talking on it. Members have got it on the uh, was sent to them. It's okay. Not, no, no, thanks, Chair. The um, person who's writing the presentation will be able to catch us. Where are we? Okay. No, thanks, Chair. Um, Chair, good evening to members again. Um, the layout of our presentation covers the four municipalities. That's the Mangaung Metro, Mafube Local Municipality, Metsimaholo, Malutiapufu, even though uh, even uh, in our presentation we did indicate that the Executive Council has resolved to withdraw the intervention from Malutiapufu and replace it with the post-intervention support. Um, we'll also reflect on the questions that were asked around Maluta Pofu, like the MEC has actually alluded to. The first municipality being the Mangaung Metro. Chairperson, I do not necessarily have to go to the background. You would recall that um, the municipality, uh, just after local government elections, started to, re to experience a decline in the revenue collection 
and then we also experience an exodus of various managers in the municipality, which has resulted in the decline in terms of the financial management of the of the municipality, to a point where the deputy minister of treasury wrote to the premier and requested that Mangau Metro be placed under section 139 subsection 5, A, B, or C. The province had those three options. However, the executive council then resolved to opt for section 139 subsection 5, A, and C. A, primarily, deals with voluntary financial intervention, and then B, deals with the dissolution of the municipality, and C, deals with the a uh, 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 mandatory financial recovery plan. The team was identified and was deployed in the municipality, uh, and that is on slide four. Uh, and those are the names of the team members who were actually identified in the municipality. Let me also indicate, Chair, that just after COVID... Colleagues, can I check with you? The presentation is now flighted. Can we all see it? Yes, let's yes I can see, Chair. Yeah, let's proceed. Yes, Chair. Um, I was indicating that the team was identified uh, as the names that appear there on the screen. Uh, and we will elaborate why we opted for this team. For instance, among the team members, we had Mr. Musaso, who was the previous minister, uh, uh, chief financial officer, Messi uh, Singh, who is the accountant general, Medineo Mukhoseng, who is a manager responsible for municipal performance and monitoring in, in, in COCTA and advocate Mufuge. Now, the team then divided themselves in four or five areas, uh, being governance and administration, service delivery, and financial management, being under the responsibility of Mr. Musaso and Mrs. Singh. Let me also indicate that uh, the fact that Mr. Musaso was uh, the CFO who worked during the time when the team performed so well prior to the local government election in 2016. Uh, we thought that he will come up with the skill that will help us identify what are actual problems in the municipality. And then also the accountant general, because uh, he's been, she's been doing, dealing with the AG in terms of the audit steering committee. So she has uh, extensive experience on how we can identify some of the problems so that we come up with an intervention plan. Uh, Chairperson, on slide seven, we are further indicating that once the team has started, there was a problem in relation to uh, the terms of reference, uh, which uh, the municipal manager felt that, or the city manager felt that the terms of reference were more encroaching on his powers uh, as an accounting office of the municipality. The terms of reference were agreed to by the provincial government after the inputs were made by COCTA, provincial treasury, including uh, National uh, Department of Treasury and COCTA. Uh, and then they were duly appointed by, uh, by the executive council. But later then the municipality indicated its reservation regarding that. And that matter was actually uh, brought to the attention of the state law advisors to actually indicate or advise us on whether uh, our terms of reference as approved by the Executive Council were consistent with the Constitution. And uh, the state law advisors indicated to us that there were a number of areas that were inconsistent with the Constitution 
including the public uh, the the the, the, pub, the municipal finance management bank and as a result they had to be reviewed so we have actually seen send an item to the executive council where we brought uh, this matter to their attention and then with a the view that we've got to review them because the template has already been developed by the uh, uh, state law advisors on slide number 9 we are further indicating that uh, ever since the intervention, we are consistently receiving the reports by the intervention team. However, the first report that was tabled before the Executive Council, Treasury had the reservation in terms of how that uh, report was presented. And we had our own war room meeting where we were dealing with the issues on how best to improve on the reporting. And that matter was actually uh, addressed because the template was made available by National Treasury. Uh, Chair, as part of the report on slide 10, we are indicating or reporting that the other areas that um, have been raised even by the Auditor General himself were capital budget procurement plan. The municipality does not have or did not have at that time the capital budget procurement plan, which then necessitated the team to sit down and then draft that plan. And I can uh, 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 indicate that the plan is there. It has also been approved by uh, National Treasury. Uh, as a plan that will then guide procurement around capital project in the municipality. One of the areas which form part of the financial recovery plan is cash management. The the municipality, um, you know, had the the outstanding creditors of 642 million, 0.8 million, and the the team uh, upon it, uh, uh, starting with their work, they were able to reduce uh, the outstanding creditors to a value of 577 million. Uh, Chair, the progress also, the same goes of what the team has been able to do under irregular and authorized expenditure slide number 12. Number 13, Chair, uh, they have also been able to deal with uh, the issues of irregular and authorized and fruitless expenditures because the tendency in the municipality was that these matters were not investigated and then there was no audit action plan. But the team has been able to formulate one with the help of uh, national, both national and provincial treasure. Chair, if you look at slide number 14, you look at the unauthorized expenditure. In this very uh, presentation, we are demonstrating that uh, in 2010-2011 financial year, for instance, uh, the unauthorized expenditure was standing at 68 million. And then the following year, there was an increase of 307 million, which resulted in a total of 375. And the figures go on like that, Chair. But however, after 2017-18, the municipality through MPEC report considered the writing of, 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 of the total amount of uh, uh, 4.4 billion. But however, in 2018-19, uh, there was further an increase of 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 of, of, of the uh, unauthorized expenditure, which the team is now currently investigating and then trying to present the report together with impact uh, for council to take a decision on what measures to take. You will see in subsequent slides we are indicating and the monies that the municipality has also uh, uh, recovered. So that is uh, this presentation covers both slide 14 and 15, chair, and then on slide 16. Uh, that's where we're indicating under fruitless and wasteful expenditure that uh, uh, these are the sequences of an increase uh, in the fruitless and wasteful expenditure. But however, after 2017-18 uh, 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 financial year, uh, an amount of 12 million was recovered. Now there's still an outstanding of about 70 million. 
uh, which MPEC is also dealing with. And as soon as the municipality, municipal council has uh, 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 adopted the recommendation of MPEC, uh, the subsequent reports will indicate what is the progress under the fruitless and wasteful expenditures. Now, uh, one of the key things that the team had look, to look at was to review the, uh, 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 all the outsourced contracts to check whether they are market-related and whether some of those outsourced services were necessary to be outsourced. Uh, and the report has actually been tabled to that effect, which indicates the areas. Even though some of the uh, service providers from the outsourced services have actually taken the municipality to court, but we have also engaged the municipality to say, where possible, where they think they have got a strong case after having analyzed some of the legal uh, processes, we will encourage them to actually apply for a stay of some of the litigation so that uh, they can be well investigated. And that period in terms of the FMA can, can be a period of about three months. But however, we must also be mindful that as we explore that uh, provision of the law, if there's anything positive or concrete that are coming up with, all the service providers who may have been suspended or whose payments have been stayed as a result of the court order may then bring an interest which might further exacerbate the matter in terms of the financial affairs of the municipality. Uh, I think on slides 19, 20, KY indicating the areas of problem around the financial uh, uh, management. And these are the concepts that are included in the financial recovery plan. So, Chair, I will request your indulgence not to go through the rest of other things, but go to the second presentation about the second municipality, uh, which is Mafube, if you allow me, Chair. Yes, proceed. Proceed. Thanks, Chair. Uh, in Mafube, Chair, there have been serious problems there. The first slide will indicate what the audit outcome has been as far as Masibe local municipality is concerned. From 2013 up to 2017-18 financial year, the municipality has been receiving disclaimer. And you would recall that in terms of the Auditor General support, this one municipality that has also not been able to submit uh, their financial statement on time. If you look at the next slide, Chair, uh, you will see also we have got the legends there, A, representing the recurring aspect of the audit findings, and then X, those that are not recurring. But if you look at 2016, 17, and 17, 18, all the issues that have been raised by the AG have been recurring for all those two uh, respective financial years. On the next slide, we are indicating uh, what the team has been able to actually find, and then what are the issues that the AG has actually uh, 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 been raising. Of the 14 uh, uh, qualification paragraphs, there has been insufficient supporting documents as one of the of the of the of, of the serious problem. And the other matter that the committee may be aware of was the issue around the payment of the municipal manager, who then paid himself an amount close to three million, which in essence, which, which in essence was 2.9 million. The matter has been uh, attended to, and as we speak, uh, the municipal manager is no longer in the employee of the municipality, but measures are in place to try and recover some of the overpayment in terms of uh, 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 the amount or annual uh, uh, remuneration package. Uh, the matter was also before the court of law, and the department together with the municipality has been able to successfully defend, uh, because after he had resigned, he then filed an unfair uh, uh, dismissal case with the labor court, which we have been, uh, uh, like I said, have been successful 
in terms of defending up to the level of the Labour Appeal Court. And there are costs attached which must also be covered uh, 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 from the municipal manager. The audit uh, action plan, as slide number 43, has also uh, 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 been finalised with the help of National uh, Treasury by appointing uh, the company called PKF to deal with that. But because there have been serious problems in the municipality, uh, the PKF, they are only focusing on 18 and 19 and 19 and 20. But the reality of the matter is that these matters must actually be investigated as way back as 2010, because they will give a, a, a progressive uh, audit action plan in terms of addressing recurring matters or matters of history. Uh, but this matter is also receiving attention because it's a matter of financial resources to be able uh, for us to do that. Uh, and that goes to slide number 44 and number 545 as well. Uh, on COVID expenditure, the municipality has received an amount of 447,000, uh, which uh, amount uh, uh, the municipality has currently followed the procurement uh, in terms of procuring for COVID-related uh, PPEs or equipment. The next slide, Chair. Uh, which is a like a slide that I want to actually a bit spend time on. The the, the problem has always been a collection rate, even before COVID. This is the high salary. There was a point where the salary bill of the municipality was only at 82%. And then we came in before we even invoked Section 139, Chair. And the decision we took through the report to the Executive Council was such that if anyone exit the system in the municipality, either through natural attrition or uh, through resignation or dismissal, those vacancies must not be filled, but the redundant staff must actually be uh, deployed uh, with a clear employment uh, 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 and, and, and training, you know, you know, you know, you know, program on how to pass skills to them so that they are able to do the functions that were performed by employees who may have exceeded the system. And I can confirm that the situation has since been improved and the municipality currently stands at 54% in terms of the salary bill. However, you look at this slide, Chairperson, you will see that in January 2019, for instance, that was before COVID, the municipality's billing was 9 million, but they were only able to collect 1.4 billion, which represent about 16%. So that is the trend that has been going on until May this year, and I'm sure from March, the situation has, has, has further been exacerbated by uh, COVID-19. As you would see, the, the collection was between 8% uh, in March and April, 6%. The next slide, Chair, also deals with the issues that affect uh, 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 the collection. The other problem there is the aging infrastructure, including the uh, water meters. But there's a process to try and replace the water meters with the help of the Department of Water and Sanitation. Of the 20,000 uh, water meters that are there in all the towns of Mafube, only uh, 43 uh, or 4,360 of those water meters uh, are defective. And then you would understand if you have that number of water meters being defective. So there's a chance of you not collecting any revenue as far as those meters are concerned. The municipality is 80% grant reliant. Because you would know, Chair, that most municipalities rely on the uh, sales of electricity to generate revenue. So the municipality entered into a rural maintenance contract, which has further exacerbated the matters because the municipality is only getting the royalties. 
So the matter is also receiving attention because we are working closely with the state law advisors to see even though the chances of getting out of the contract are very slim, but there are other measures to see how best to renegotiate the contract because it is actually milking the municipality its own revenue. Uh, the other area, Chair, on slide 48, we are indicating that part of the problems, in fact, for slide 49, uh, 48 and 49, part of the problems in the municipality are the litigations. The municipality currently is facing the litigation uh, laws by the pension fund, SARS also, uh, and a number of service providers. Like, for instance, uh, on the pension fund, the municipality has not been able to pay for the third party uh, payments. But ever since the intervention, the current uh, third party payments are done consistently because we have actually as the department assisted the municipality with a salary payment from 2017-18 financial year, uh, but for only two months and then only 18-19 uh, financial year, including this year. So that's how they have been able to keep up with the payment of third party uh, 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 obligation. Uh, slide 49 indicates, Chair, I don't necessarily have to go that, the debtor's performance, the state being one of them, and then commercial, uh, it's 1.1 billion that has got about 30 days, households close to 5 billion. So in total, the municipality for 180 days has a debtor's book, age analysis of 587 million. You can imagine what difference will that amount of money actually make in terms of the sustainability of the municipality chair. So those are some of the critical challenges that have actually uh, befallen the municipality. So we're also reflecting on the next slide, chair, the creditors management. Um, these are the creditors that are there in the municipality and the total of those creditors uh, is just slightly above uh, 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 half a billion. Uh, the next slide, we're indicating also which are the other uh, creditors that the municipality has got debt with that are currently uh, going ahead. Like I said, uh, there's also issues in relation to pay as you earn, SARS and pension fund. But other third parties like your medical aid uh, and, 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 and 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 medical aid and, 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 and insurances, we have actually advised that if the municipalities run short of cash, those are some of the things that must be prioritized because if employees happen to get ill, there will be challenges in terms of taking them to the doctor or if there's a funeral at uh, any member of the of the municipality's family, uh, there will be a problem in terms of bearing either the disease as employees of the municipality or their close members. So that's why you see uh, there uh, 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 on the last bullet on, 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 on the slide that the third parties are being paid but only those ones that are have not been paid because of lack of enough cash injection to the municipality. We have also involved this, uh, the services of CETA in terms of assisting municipality with the printing of municipal accounts because it was one of the challenges. Uh, for the past 10 months, accounts have not been sent to uh, consumers. And it has been a very serious problem because even telephones, uh, uh, internet, website, nothing is actually working in the municipality. But with the strategy that the team has come up with, uh, we will uh, definitely see an improvement. But uh, the improvement can only be seen if we are able to deal with the issue of rural maintenance. Our, our unauthorized expenditure from 2011 to 2018 have amounted to 1.2 billion. So you will see, Chair, that the municipality is so small, but if it has 
this amount of money of unauthorized expenditure. It really is a problem because you either must recover this or write it off if the investigation by the MPEG show that there will still be uh, a necessity to write off or recover some. And the same goes with the regular expenditure check. On the next slide, on the next slide, we dealing with the fruitless and wasteful expenditures from way as early as 28 up to 2018. And those are the amounts reflected there. Um, we also are indicating that there have been progress in a number of areas while the financial challenges are there uh, to investigate both the unauthorized and irregular expenditures. Uh, the previous report by the MPEG was actually rejected by the uh, uh, AGSA and then COCTA together with Provincial Treasury has started the process of forensic investigation uh, so that they can assist the municipality. I can indicate that this process started way back and the report is readily available. It's just said to be tabled before the executive council whenever the authorities are available to entertain such a report. And then the issues relating to consequences management has also been taken uh, 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 up front. Uh, employees have been dismissed for, bab- for bab- uh, fabricating the medical certificates and others did not bank uh, the deposit in terms of the rates, uh, 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 amounts that were uh, presented to the municipality. Uh, issues relating to the unauthorized and irregular expenditures, uh, the process of uh, consequence management has started. Um, now, in terms of the institutional capacity, the position of the municipal manager is currently vacant. But however, uh, we have, uh, as part of the intervention, seconded officials to act in those positions. You know, part of the terms of reference of the administrator was to say he will, on a temporary basis, up until uh, there's uh, stability in the municipality uh, with our own resources by deploying people there to go and act in certain positions so that we don't compromise service delivery. Of the uh, 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 processes uh, in terms of um, uh, conducting minimum competency assessment, uh, four senior management uh, uh, processes have been completed and eight uh, 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 middle management uh, completed the three still outstanding. Other staff, 11, they have been uh, included. So, Chair, let me also, because I have uh, started by indicating what is the uh, 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 audit outcome of the municipality, can I then kindly then go to the third municipality being Metsima Hall? May I kindly indicate, without necessarily having to go through the slide, just provide a summary on Metsima Hall, Chairperson, which I think uh, are the issues that are quite relevant for and most important for the committee to be aware of without necessarily having to go slide by slide if you allow me chair i'm just yes. at your mercy to see if yes. my request yes. chair uh, in 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 uh Metima Holo, the problem they started after the local government election you would call previously the municipal was actually dissolved because uh, they could not agree on a number of things. It was still a hung municipality. Even after the uh, re-election, after dissolution, it still remained a hung municipality. And as a result, councillors could not agree on a number of areas. And in the May was around the appointment of senior managers in the municipality. Positions have been advertised three times to the level where the municipality has incurred an expenditure of more than 725 million through those adverts. And to us as the department, we viewed that as 
an unnecessary expenditure that could have been prevented had it not been because of the difference that exists. 735 million or 735,000? 735,000. Uh, yeah, because you said million. No, my apologies. I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the, the head and the heart. So my thanks for, for, for correcting me, Chair. It's much appreciated. Now, as a result, we realize that uh, the municipality could have actually done better had it not been because of the misunderstandings that were there in council. And as a result, and many other things, because if you look at the IMAG expenditure, it was actually performing quite badly. And the issue also that you may be aware of, of the sports complex uh, in Orangeville, that uh, an expenditure has been incurred, but when you go there at the time, it was only defense. And in terms of the expenditure incurred, you would be surprised, Chair, that uh, that amount of money can only be spent for the fence, really. And this is one of the matters uh, that is currently also before the Hawks to investigate and check exactly why such an expenditure when the work has not been done. And as a result, the MEC took an attempt to cancel uh, the Provincial Executive Council, uh, requesting that the municipality be placed uh, uh, under administration. But because the municipality had previously been play, uh, dissolved, so we thought, let us rather give Section 1391B a chance and see if we can intervene on a number of areas. And the Executive Council on the 20th of February agreed uh, with the intervention, which saw a number of officials being identified uh, to lead the team, and others were then appointed to act in the positions uh, where there were no managers. Uh, it's unfortunately to also report that one of the team members who acted as the head of corporate services, Mr. Belen Muliti, passed on due to COVID-related illness. May his soul rest in peace. So that is one of the vacancies, but the team has also looked at some of the employees internally because part of the problems councillors were actually complaining about was that the provincial government has actually brought people there without considering internal people. But it was difficult for us to consider internal people in view of the fact that they were the ones who has actually created problems in the municipality. When you look, especially on issues that affect the administration, leave alone the issues that are political. So we felt it's better that we bring in the new team. And if you look at one of the gazettes, that I can't quote it correctly now, Chair, uh, it indicates that when you intervene in the municipality, the receiving municipality must actually bear the cost. But more often than not, when we intervene in the municipality, we realize that we intervene due to uh, serious cash flow problems. And that's why as department, we took the initiative to appoint people additional to our establishment so that they can go and execute some of this responsibility that we need to give as part of our support program in terms of Section 154 of the Constitution to this municipality. And these are the officials that were appointed in those respective positions. Now, the other area, when the MEC on the 20th had briefed the Municipal Council of the resolution of the Executive Council, and after the speaker had closed the meeting, the remaining other councillors decided to continue and call their own meeting, uh, which was actually uh, not consistent with some of the regulation because in terms of the standing rules and orders, once the speaker has declared the meeting officially open, there's no one without the notice of the speaker who can then reconvene the council meeting. And in that reconvened illegal council meeting, that's when councillors took a decision to actually appoint managers that the court had previously declared unfit to hold position because of the allegations that were leveled against them. And that's when we then took some of those councillors to court because that was the only way because they had defied 
the decision of the executive council. And what we did also, the chairperson, was to actually take individual councillors to court, not them jointly, because there's a tendency of people doing wrong things, and then later one, the, uh, the, 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 the municipality to actually cover their cost whenever the ruling is made against them. So in these instances, we have actually ensured that those who oppose the processes will then have to bear the cost individually as councillors, and we have actually succeeded. We're still waiting for the outcome of that court case, but I can tell Chairperson, uh, from the indication and the way facts were placed for the court of law, the ruling might come in the favor of the department. And that is a trend we will be following, unfortunately, throughout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not sure what will be the outcome of the court. Don't do no. that. Yes, how do you? comes at, uh, not in favorable of you. What are you going to come and tell us? Just end it there. You are waiting the outcome of the court. Let, 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 let me withdraw that. But I must indicate that the statements was, uh, you know, out of... Uh, uh, yes, uh, happened to so many people what you are saying, and then they were surprised with the outcome. My apologies, sir. My apologies. Sure. Let me do that one. So, what, so, so I'm saying that is the trend that I think we'll be following in a number of municipalities. You may have seen, even during the day when we're dealing with Malujapofu, elements of defiance that we got even from the administration that we have also brought to your attention through the supplementary report that we submitted today. So where we are being defied especially where the executive council has taken a decision. The only best way to go will also be to go to the court of law to seek uh, intervention in terms of what our responsibility provides according to the legislation. Chair, that is all under a uh, 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 briefing under Mutima uh, Holu. We have also indicated who is acting where now. And there was also the issue of the municipal manager, Mr. Mulal. Um, where the municipality actually implemented the wrong disciplinary code and he took the matter to court and the Labour Court agreed with him that the municipality was supposed to use financial misconduct charges. So the matter is currently receiving attention because part of the terms of reference to the team was to ensure that it was track the issue of the disciplinary hearing against Mr. Mulala so that we get the outcome and have the matter finalised because as we speak, he is still benefiting in terms of the salary because you cannot do any other thing up until the matter has been finalized. So that is where we are uh, at this stage. I thought it is important to also reflect on that part, part uh, Chairperson. The rest of other issues, I'm not sure if I have to reflect on in terms of Maluja Pofun, Chair. Uh, we did ex uh, uh, engage on issues affecting Maluja Pofun ex extensively, but I may also reflect on the question that you actually posed, Chairperson. Remember, Chairperson, when we intervened in Maluja Pofun, uh, as you correctly pointed out, in 2018. It is because in 2017, there were certain items and elements of mismanagement that were brought to attention. One being the employment of um, uh, employees called uh, 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 assistant general workers. So how can a general worker have an assistant? And the number was 182, and then each of them was paid uh, uh, about 7,000. And that's when the provincial government then decided to intervene. Because at, already at that time, the public was actually at loggerheads with the municipality, and there were various unrest. And the executive council then resolved to invoke section 139, uh, 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 1B there. And then uh, we continued to do the work, uh, even though after difficult circumstances to the level where uh, National Treasury also assisted uh, to bring in and made 
the intervention to be a joint intervention between national copter and provincial copter. And ever since then, the, since then, that's when we realized a number of improvements in a number of areas. On the ESCOM debt, in 2017, the municipal council took a decision to write off an amount of more than 800 million without doing quality assurance exercise to determine whether uh, among the debtors there uh, were people working for government. And I'm sure the AT report has indicated uh, that in some of the indigent registers of municipalities, we found even government employees working there. And disciplinary processes are actually continuing in that regard. Now, at the same time, the municipality had a challenge in terms of the ICT company that they had actually uh, secured services from in terms of uh, ICT-related matters. Uh, to the level where statements were not issued to consumers. So during that period, from July 2017, up until the intervention, and when a lot of things were reinstated, we only started issuing bills to consumers in 2019. So there was a period of lull from 2017 to 2019. And that is why the ESCOM debt had increased because no payment was actually being made during that period. And after the team was actually deployed to the municipality, monthly ESCOM bill were actually serviced. And some of the matters were also or elevated to the court to the level where we concluded uh, an out-of-court out settlement. We became an order of the court, which has actually encouraged the establishment of uh, the task team, which is led by Deputy Minister uh, Parkstar, to actually look at issues of, of, of ESCOM debt and many other infrastructural problems that are affecting the municipality. And like I'm saying, Chair, and I said in the, during the day, the municipality tomorrow will be resolving on the PSP model as one of the anchors that will see an improvement in terms of the wastewater treatment plants. You would be aware that the municipality is one of the municipalities that are polluting uh, the Val River through the Valkhead River. And that has created health hazard, hazard, hazard to some of the communities residing along those streams. And the PSP model, we are confident here, that will come as a relief to assist municipalities because it has currently eight uh, 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 water, uh, water treatment works uh, 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 that are not functional. And as a, as a result, the, the, the streams and rivers are being polluted. And with the uh, uh, adoption of this model by the Executive Council and subsequently tomorrow by the municipality, we will see a number of improvements in terms of attending uh, to uh, the wastewater treatment plant. And that's, that also goes to revenue management because the installation of the uh, envisage prepaid meters, both water and electricity, will actually improve revenue in the municipality. And a number of challenges that are there uh, will be attended to. The only remaining things also uh, is the notified maximum demand, as I reflected during the day. An amount of uh, 167 million is required to actually ensure that ESCOM can increase the electricity supply in Melutiapofu so that we don't experience uh, the load shading because it has also caused. Uh, litigation uh, against the municipality chair. Let me uh, pause there. It has been a marathon, but I've tried to come up with a summary on all the four presentations. Thanks, chair.
Thank you so much, HOD. Colleagues, here is the presentation. Before maybe you go, HOD, Masiloniana was one of the municipalities that has been under administration for quite some time. And I don't see it here. Is it out of administration? Chair, yes, like the MEC has indicated in his opening remarks, he did indicate that Matsilonyana, because of the improvement and the strides that have been made, uh, the Executive Council took a decision to withdraw Section 139. But we will also be availing the forensic reports on Masilonyana uh, once it has served uh, through the proper structures and the committee will be uh, 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 favoured with a copy thereof. Thanks, Chair. Are you able to also share with us the close-up report? Chair, it's something when that... You uh, when you terminate, you are happy yes. that the municipality is back to normal. Yes, we'll do that, like we have said, uh, with Maluta Pufuncha. Those are the report that we will submit to the to the committee because they are readily available. And we will also submit the same copies to Copta National as per the request you made earlier on during the day. Thanks, Chair. Then, if that is the case, when I'm saying for Macedonia, you're going to give us a close-up report. Why then is the administrator still there if the intervention has come to an end? Close-up report is still keep the administrator. What do you call that if it's not administration? Chair, I, I did not catch, I did not hear you clear on that one. Please, may you kindly repeat? I'm saying in Macedonia, there's still an administrator there, but you've terminated the, the administration. Then that's why I was asking the issue of the close-up report, but you can respond to that in writing in terms of a close-up report. Maybe you'll make us understand if the administration is terminated and then you still keep the administrator there, what is the administrator still doing there? No, 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 Chair, I can confirm. My apologies for coming in while we are still talking. I can confirm there, there is no administrator there, Chair. Uh, after yes. the withdrawal of the administration, I can confirm that uh, it was Mr. Kau. Uh, uh, um, who subsequently was withdrawn. And at a time when the disputes were there around his involvement, myself and the Director General were appointed by the Executive Council to oversee the municipality up until our presentation of the report. And then the Executive Council took a decision to withdraw. So we don't know any, of anyone who's the administrator at this stage. I can confirm on record, Chair. Thanks. You had various interventions in that municipality. There was one that happened in 2010 to 2011. Then another one came in March 2017, which I believe we terminated it by September 2019 on the same municipality. But then that, that, yeah. the, the assurances to say this municipality won't go back, but you will deal with it as we, we progress. Because it has got a, 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 an incident here wherein it was under administration, again under administration, and then we, we are not talking. The other issue 
when you talk the session 139 uh, intervention and the MFMA intervention. Can I get it clearly? Is Mangaung under 139 or is Mangaung under the Municipal Finance Management Act? Mangaung is under section 139, subsection 5, which deals with the financial recovery plan. It is still a financial recovery. Okay. Fine. Colleagues, here is the presentation. How do we? Can I see? Colleagues, who wants to interest in this presentation? Uh, you wanted to speak on Metsima Awulu, Honorable Kaiser. Remember, I interrupted you. Will be the first one to speak. Yes, and then can I get the other colleagues? Kalipi, you are there. Direko, Direko. Yes. Who else? The three of you. Okay. In that order. Let's start with Honorable Kaza. Thank you, Chair. I think that uh, the, the question that I wanted to, 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 to raise with regard to the Shabing local municipality was then answered by uh, uh, the, the, the speaker that just spoke now. I just forgot uh, his title. And uh, Chair, I wanted to 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 ask about the 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 debtors. Uh, what measures have the municipality been able to implement to ensure that uh, debt owed to municipalities by businesses and government are collected? And what was your role as the province? In terms of that debt, the debtors that are uh, owing municipality to the tune of 626 million. Uh, secondly, uh, the, the, the auditor general audit come outcomes speak to the disclaimers uh, with regards to Mafube local municipality. Uh, which had disclaimers with findings for three sub, uh, consecutive times. Uh, what actions were taken to ensure that those who were, were, were failed to submit financial reports uh, on three consecutive period uh, were implemented by the province? Uh, and then, Chair, uh, is the province aware of, of the following? Uh, the Bethlehem Farmers Trust, who unlawfully auctioned uh, 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 f f uh, without beneficiaries' knowledge, is a farm. Um, and then in Fochel, Fontaine, RTP houses, fraud and corruption. Uh, can you? Uh, 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 just explain to us about about that case number uh, 28407-2020. And then, Chair, 
I would like a clarity on uh, some illegal uh, evictions of farm occupiers by private white farmers. And then, and then, Chair, uh, I would move to the question uh, pertaining to the The, the, the fact that the, the auditor general also spoke to the the power the, the 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 power struggles between the administrator and the municipal manager in in Mafube in Mafube uh, municipality, uh, what conflict resolution measures uh, have have you put in place uh, as a province to to deal with the situation uh, as it should affect. The the, the 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 services and the and the, and the, and the residents when 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 political leaders when 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 administrators when officials are actually uh, uh, in in conflict. Uh, there's no noise, chair. There's, 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 it's not you. No. What kind of work are you talking about? It's a terrible sound that is even, then we are battling to hear you, but proceed. Oh. Yeah, it's consuming you then. Okay. All right. So, so. Or a radio or something that is failing to radio or something, but it's not coming from me. I, I don't know, maybe it's the, it's the waves or the frequency. Are you, are you, okay, proceed. I don't know. Uh, in terms of Mangaung uh, 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 metro, metro, Metropolitan Municipality, can you, can you uh, uh, explain the, the events that led to the metro, to the, to the intervention? Uh, just just uh, give us a, 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 um, an outline in terms of uh, what led, what actually led to the the, the, the intervention? Because there's there's said to be a a political impact in that in that in that uh, in those events. Thank you, sir. I think that that sums up my questions. Uh, no, 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 chair. Before before that, I, the MEC for the MEC for Kokta, uh, uh, talks spoke to us as if uh, everything is good it will be all right in terms of uh, the um, the 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 uh, uh, and we 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 had Maluta Pofung here in the committee here on today and uh, the, there were conflicting views between between uh, with the in terms of of of, of the CFO who was found to have even lied here. So, so uh, we must not uh, be induced with the doses of illusions in that sense. So uh, there is no municipalities there. We have seen it before, and uh, 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 interventions and proper interventions uh, should be taken instead of uh, uh, putting us to sleep with doses of illusion. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Honorable Mkalipi. 
Thank you, Honorable Kaiser. Now your turn, Honorable. Unmute your microphone. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Thanks for the presentation from the HOD and the preamble by the MEC. Uh, MEC, thanks for coming in this meeting because in the morning <clears throat> we needed you strongly when we were dealing with Malusa Pofung. Chairperson, <clears throat> let me start with Mangawung. I just need a clarity here because before uh, MEC, before you put Mangawong into administration in 2019, uh, there was a serious poor governance, corruption, low revenue collection, and the cash flow of crisis. And then you took time to act on Mangawong based on those things. Secondly, now the HOT is saying that uh, after the chair asked specifically which, what sort of intervention is Mangawong under between uh, uh, unmute, you're talking alone. You have muted your microphone. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Okay. okay. Start from the beginning on Mangong. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chair. Okay. I'm saying let me start with Mangong. Just get clarities because when this uh, municipalities, this municipality was put on administration in 2019. There was a plethora of of a crisis uh, that was there before. Some of them is poor governance, is corruption, is low revenue collection, and so forth and so forth. So I'm asking the MEC if it was not late to act uh, on those bases because we have been following the crisis on top of crisis whereby even there were some threats. I'm not sure if it happened, whereby the salaries were not paid to workers, and so on and so on. So now the HOD have shared with us that the kind of intervention is section 139, subsection 5. So now, if they can zoom in and tell us in terms of the political instability, as we had uh, as well, that the mayor was removed through the vote of no confidence through a secret ballot paper uh, on Friday night. So now, how is this intervention is going to assist? Because it looked like the major problems there is political instability, whereby the ruling party is fighting uh, within. So now, if they are going to address some of the problems and political intervention, if it's not done, how is going to assist this municipality uh, to uh, to resolve their problems? Uh, it same goes to other municipalities, Chairperson. For instance, in Malutapofung, when I was listening to the MSC, the MSC was saying that after the intervention in Malutapofung, there is some st stability because there were a plethora of problems there in in, in the in that municipality, but we seems to disagree with him because when we listen to the presentation and the engagement that we had this morning, there's no stability there, especially as the portfolio committee, we also measure uh, the stability with the service delivery that is taking place because our concerns uh, or our interest as the committee members, it's is the service deliveries that must go to the people. 
So I don't know if the MEC is only concerned about the level of political engagement that is happening in this municipality, which is different to us as a committee members. And I was also worried when the MEC was saying that, you know, there is a difference after the intervention because our engagement in the morning was emanating from the AG's report when the AG was, plain, was painting a very bleak picture in terms of the accountability, finance accountability, in particular in that municipality. And the other thing that is also coming very strong here in the issue of this presentation is the issue of aging infrastructure, both in Mafube and in Malutapufum. That was the case as well. So now, if the MEC is, is going to say that no, there is a, a difference uh, after they intervened. But if you are not addressing the issue of infrastructure that is aging, the problem is still going to be there. But in the morning, we receive a report that there are some interventions in terms of addressing the infrastructure that is aging, but we are not told about the time frames. I'm talking about Maluta Pofum. So it goes to Mafobe when we're told here uh, in terms of the aging of infrastructure. And even the statistics were given about the meters, water meters that needs to be replaced. Out of 20,193, 4,310 is a no-no. And we are not told how far is the province addressing that particular problem that will have an effect on the people on the ground. And I didn't hear the HOT very clear in terms of the litigations of Mafobe, whereby he mentioned the pension fund, SARS, and PE. So if we can come back on that one and elaborate to us, because it sounds as if there is a very serious problem. If there is pension fund involved, SARS involved, PE involved, it means that the workers of the municipalities are in crisis. Uh, when it comes to Metsimahulu, uh, the issue of sport complex is also uh, dominating. And it also protruded in the report of the AG from the beginning. And we all have some concerns in that regard uh, because you know, we just call it plain corruption. We can't say that the, the money was spent in terms of sport complex, but only defense. But yeah, we welcome the report that suggests that the hawks are involved now. That is the way to go. But again, about the instability of the municipality. Uh, it also needs to be addressed very clear because uh, the SACP, the alliance between the SACP and the ANC is the one who brought this municipality into its knees. It's not those things of hanging municipality in terms of opposition parties against the ruling party. So the problems that you are facing in all these municipalities is the infighting within the ANC. And I'm very happy because the MEC of COCTA belongs to the ANC ruling party. We have been raising this issue on the portfolio committee, especially when the minister and the deputy ministers are here to say, if you are going to talk uh, in terms of governance only without confronting the really issues of infighting, we are not going to win this thing. That's why we are going to have such meetings until this time. It's 20 to 12, 
talking about the dysfunctionality of municipalities because we are not addressing what is the real problem of the infighting within the ANC. And I'm appealing to you as leaders, especially the MEC, who happens to be the ruling party, to also go and talk to your people there politically when you are sitting in, in structures to say that you must come with a political solution to this effect. It can be because it means that we are going to identify wrong, wrong things and we are going to come with wrong solutions without confronting the real elephant in the room, which is in, in fighting. This alliance between the ANC and the SCP in the Metimawulu is a result of this dysfunctionality of this municipality. Same goes to the Maluti Pofu. It's one and the same thing. And in the morning, MEC, whereby we want you to come very clear with us, is the issue that we could not conclude as this committee because we felt that we are being undermined by the new MM and the new CFO, whereby they have paid themselves uh, unauthorized. And when we try to get to the bottom of the issue, why did they do that without any authority? They lied to this committee to say they got approval from you. And when the SOT said, no, there was no approval from the MEC, they then chicken out and they didn't want to tell us straight what is happening. So we decided to not to continue with the meeting, but since we are here, please clarify us. Because the SOT came very strong to say that, no, at a departmental level, at your provincial level, we are aware about the fraud that was committed by the new MM and the new CFO. And therefore, it becomes a problem when you try to resolve some of the areas by um, getting new people to get these municipalities to functions, and they go back to what the old colleagues uh, who happened to commit the same fraud so it means that you are not going, going going forward in terms of addressing those issues. So we really want to get from you, how do you address this issue of the fraud that is committed by these new staff members who have been hired with a very, a very clear mandate in terms of politics to say, go and change what is happening in this municipality. But they just committed fraud. I know that the HOD also mentioned that there is a court case. No, there's an investigation by the Hawks, but it's not enough because some of the things need to be addressed politically. So we would like to hear from you, MEC, on how to go forward in this matter. Thank you very much, Chair. Let me just pause there. Thank you, Honorable Mkalibi. Honorable Director. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, last year, when we had a joint meeting between ourselves and SCOPA, we also had Mafube and Masilonyana into the meeting because they were one of the offenders that were called to the meeting. And in that meeting, we, we, we experienced a serious tension between the, uh, the MM uh, and the 
administrator who was there and who was deployed to Macedonia to Mafube. So I just want to check, Chair, uh, if the situation has been resolved between the two, and if not, uh, what is it that is, is, is happening currently? And the other issue, Chair, is the issue of the uh, Mafube financial uh, uh, status. When you go through the reports of Mafube, you can see that the, the municipality is technically bankrupt and they, they also have low revenue collection. So what is it that the administrators are doing to assist Mafube? Because Mafube has been under administration for a very long time, but it seems like the challenges are not being resolved. So what is it that COCTA is doing to ensure that the challenges are being resolved? Is the, is the administrators that are deployed to the municipality equals to the task? Are they assisting the municipality or are they also contributing to the challenges of municipality? I just want to check, I just need clarity on the relationship and the, 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 the capacity of the administrators in our municipalities. And then the other one, uh, Chair, is the issue of uh, Maludia Pofu. I also concur with my colleagues because this morning we had a meeting with Maludia Pofu and when you listen to what the MEC is saying versus what we have picked up from the Auditor General, you can see that there are still challenges in municipality, in that municipality. So I just want to check with the MEC if uh, the decision to evoke Section 139 in Maludu Apofu, is it really going to assist municipality? Is that municipality capable of running itself at this moment? But on, our, on my side, I feel that it's too early to remove the administrators in that municipality because there are still challenges that need more intervention. And then, uh, Chair, lastly, on this municipality, as I've indicated, Malute and Mafube, those municipalities are in a very distressed uh, financial status. So I just want to check if on the intervention, is there any financial recovery plan and also consequence management in order to assist that municipality? And then lastly, Chair, uh, I think the, ME, the HOD responded on the issue of uh, Masilonyana. And one of the things that were a challenge in Masilonyana uh, was issue of service delivery. Now that Masilonyana is no longer under intervention, are the issues that were raised by communities and also that were raised in the uh, meeting with SCOPA being resolved, especially the one of service delivery, uh, which were dealing with a shortage of water. Uh, and yeah, I think it was shortage of water. Is the matter being resolved now? I just want to check. Uh, thank you, Chair. Colleagues, thank you. I have issues also raised. Uh, I want to understand uh, with regard how the processes uh, are undertaken when you deal with uh, interventions. Going down the memory line on Mangaung intervention, it was initiated on 19 December. Was the NCOP duly informed? within seven days period is section 139666 prescribed 
within 17 days after the intervention began? And if so, if indeed the NCUP was informed, what was the response from the NCUP? And then what is the impact of the NCOP response, if any? Then looking at the timeline, the administrator took office on 27 January 2020. He does that prior to the terms of reference being approved by the provincial exco. The provincial exco approved the terms of reference on 16 March 2020 and then submitted this to the municipality on 13 May 2020, whereas the administrator they've started in January 2020. Then my question that comes out of that, what authority did the administrator have from the 27th of January 2020 in the absence of the approved terms of reference? I've asked the question and I was clarified this is a financial intervention in terms of section 135 fine. It being that which requires a financial recovery plan as a section 139.5 provides to be implemented by the administrator. What was executed by the administrators from 27 January 2020 to July 2020 in the absence of the approved financial recovery plan. The fact is that Mangaung over the past two years has been consistently been owed in excess of 600 million by the same provincial government that put it under administration. In fact, as the end of July 2020, a total amount uh, was 630 million, and then uh, school's debt was 121.5 million, 121 million. I'm trying to say the total outstanding debt was 630 million from the province, and in particular, the school debt was 121.5 million. And then at the same time, the same exco put Mangaung under administration. And the, I raised it deliberately because we were told Mangaung is under financial uh, intervention. I want to understand uh, what is the provincial government's view on this? Because if you check the two figures that I've mentioned of 630 million Mangaung being owned by the for provincial departments and also 121.5 by the schools from the Department of Education. Don't you see that as a provincial government, you have contributed to the collapse of the municipality? I think the rest will come having listened to what will be your response to my other colleagues, but I wanted you to address us on this because really one is of the view that you are responsible for the collapse as a province, for the collapse of this municipality. Over to you, MEC and team. I should think uh, the 
I think Premier would say something as we move towards the conclusion. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. And uh, thanks for the, the questions as well uh, <coughs> uh, from the honorable members. Chair, to a large extent, uh, uh, with regard to the having a reply was provided on a number of other issues. I'm sure if the HOD has still got uh, follow up on those issues, we would do so. But the issues that are raised about um, illegal farm uh, occupying by whites and uh, uh, unlawful auction by farmers trust, I think uh, uh, if the authority has got information, we'll do so. Otherwise, I would request that we must source this information and provide it uh, to honorable members. Uh, I'm sure the HOD responded to the issue of the MM in uh, Mafube, uh, <coughs> where the relationship uh, uh, has broken down uh, between the MM and the administrator. And uh, <coughs> the MM is no longer part of the, the municipality. And the administrate, that administrator at the time is also no longer part of the municipality. Uh, a new cohort of both the administrator and the acting MM, uh, which to a large extent, um, honorable member, with the report, progress report this far, uh, we are beginning to see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. And they presented a comprehensive uh, financial recovery plan of the municipality and uh, uh, they are reporting monthly to me and uh, we are reporting uh, to the executive as well about that progress and monitor the situation so at the moment um, the regular reports that are serving are giving us a, a better a better understanding of the municipality and uh, I think the HOD went, went extensively on the issue of uh, the MM of that municipality. Uh, with regard to questions on, on Mangaum, uh, it's true there's political infighting in Mangaum and it is receiving a, a, an attention. And it is true that the mayor was voted out and uh, uh, the process therefore that must follow is that the council must convene and elect a mayor. But Mangaung, remember, Chair, it is a it has got a deputy mayor, which in line with the with the law, uh, the Structures Act. If I my memory serves me well, it is a uh, fifty six point six. I'm sure that one, which allows uh, the acting mayor the deputy mayor to act in an event that the mayor is not there. It's not the same case where the mayor discretionary appoints someone when she, he or she is sick or something has happened. This one has been duly elected by council. So, and the law allows the deputy mayor to take over. So those, those issues are receiving uh, attention uh, uh, as we speak. And on the intervention of, of Mangaung and the issues that are raised, I think uh, 
they were covered extensively on the report uh, on the reasons of financial recovery plan. But also, can I, I wish to to put to the attention of honourable members that uh, that Mangaum is a non-delegated municipality financially accounts directly to national treasury and on other uh, aspects of governance and administration. Cocta does monitor and help the municipality. And the team that is there, uh, we, we are receiving some level of positiveness because they've been able uh, to pay their debts. Um, and uh, to, to pay creditors, they've paid uh, APSA now, they've paid uh, part of the money to the Development Bank of South Africa. They are now paying workers. Uh, there's no panic now as to whether people are going to receive their salaries. And um, they even are able to pay workers from uh, uh, revenue generated by the municipality. They are no longer dependent on the uh, equitable share. And you would realize that uh, Moodley has also uh, given them a nod up by upgrading their status. No, no, not Moodley. Um, uh, is it Fisher? Fisher or Moodley? I can't just remember. I'm just thinking from my from my head as I speak. They've given them a, a thumbs up uh, uh, to a large extent, and generally, uh, with the response of the community, uh, there are letters that are written to say we are able to see that there's some progress in the municipality, and uh, so so it is to a large extent uh, uh, moving towards the the right direction. With regard to Metsimaholo, uh, it's true there's also political instability in, uh, in Metsimaholo, and that's why we took an option of, uh, uh, with the instruction of the executive going directly to court, to, 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 to Section 139, uh, 1B, and the uh, it was as a result of there was no functionality of government there. For a period of three years, they've not been appointing any Section 57, 50, uh, uh, sorry, Section 56. And uh, they had advertised, they could not appoint, and they were at lockouts at all times. Uh, so the council was not sitting for a period of a year. It was disrupted every time it said. So we had to intervene and help and try to help the, the 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 community there to receive services because they were not even provided with services uh, as the as, as the municipality was not functional so that's that's why there was an intervention but uh, uh, we've since restored order and we've persuaded uh, all parties to work together in the interest of the community and uh, at least to a People seem to be wanting to to respond positively, and I'll take note on the on the expression of honourable members that we must at least talk more uh, to 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 harness relations and try to respond. But I must also uh, indicate that remember we we intervene as government. I think ANC can speak for itself and SACP, but our intervention there is as government and. Uh, we, we do not really uh, uh, respond, respond uh, and uh, want to 
respond on behalf of any political party. Uh, I am yes, an ANC member and a very proud member, but I work as government and with all political parties as MEC, and we've been to a large extent receiving some, that support. So Mitsuma <clears throat> Holo at, at the moment, council has also said he's been sitting and they've passed the budget, they've uh, passed the ITP, and they've been able to uh, interact to one another. So there is to a large extent stability uh, relative stability in in in, in, in as well and we're hoping that it will it will be sustained moving forward masilo uh, nyana the service delivery uh, uh, it is happening in masilo nyana the water issue uh, honorable members uh, to, it will affect majority of the municipality of the first day because uh, we had experienced drought uh, uh, and uh, for a very long time, and many of the sources of water and the dams uh, ran dry. So we have, we had that problem for a very long time uh, in many of the areas in the Fristi. So <clears throat> it's not uh, uh, that there were there were other problems in Mas in Masilonyan, uh, which uh, jointly with the Department of Water and Sanitation they are attending to. Uh, uh, so it that municipality too is, is coming away. Uh, I did apologize, Honorable Chair, on the on the on the on the meeting earlier. And I still apologize even now. I I wish it could have been different uh, that I attend. I, I honestly respect the committee. And uh, so I apologize because there was a sitting uh, and uh, I, I had specific issues to respond to. And uh, I'm also the acting MEC uh, education, so I, I had to respond to certain issues. So I, I honestly do apologize. And I did receive a report, which I think honorable members uh, can, can really guide us on that issue. Missing? Yes. Chairperson, yes. Your apology was accepted. Thank you very much, Chairperson. You, you. you accepted your apology. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. But the Maluti Apofung is not a rosy picture. It is a very challenging municipality, and uh, I only related to the historical and the current. And uh, I would not really dispute the view raised by the committee around that municipality. But there is a municipality. Uh, uh, there is a municipality. It's not true that there's no municipality. There is a municipality. There are challenges and deep challenges uh, which are, are attended to. And I am directly related uh, with the, also the post-administration. What we did is that we, we don't just withdraw abruptly in the, in the administration. Once we withdraw for the next six months, we we put up a team that will deal with post-administration. That would be supporting the municipality until until such time that we are satisfied. We invoke Section 154 to do that, and uh, and that process is is, is underway. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry that and it is uncalled for that the the portfolio committee should be undermined by the MM and the CFO. That is really not not, not on. But uh, 
on the payment of the MM and the CFO, the HOD wrote a letter that they must reverse that decision with immediate effect. And uh, we concurred on that because there's no way that they can they can do that. It's, it's, it, it is wrong and it is uncalled for. So we were at the stage that they must reverse with immediate effect that this, if they wanted uh, uh, to be paid back, they should have written to the minister. I don't even have that authority to, to approve that. There's a PSP model, which the HOD has emphasized, that to a large extent is attending on the aging infrastructure and on the service delivery, which is uh, uh, going to, that model involves the Development Bank of South Africa, National Treasury, COCTA National and Provincial Treasury and the COCTA Province and ESCOM, uh, uh, if I can remember from the top of my head. So it's a it's a program coordinated by, by uh, uh, these departments and these private sectors to help them. And there's a huge substantial investment directly to that municipality, which is going to see an immediate improvement on the on the on the infrastructure, which is what they should be saying. So service delivery is our is is is, is at the top of our head. Uh, is we exist because people must be serviced. Uh, we don't do it on our own. We don't exist on our own or for ourselves. We exist because the community and the, and the citizens must receive services. And that's why we are doing all these means to ensure that uh, 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 the municipalities are functional. Is the municipality ready? Um, I'm honestly and earnestly honorable members thinking that the municipality is ready. It is irrespective of the challenges that are there, which are not unique to, to that municipality, but our continuous uh, interaction and assistance to this municipality, which is the same in all municipalities in the first state, has shown us that it is promising and it is uh, moving towards the right uh, direction. And uh, uh, Chair, I, I really regret if this is doses of illusion. It, it, uh, there's no intention of doing that. And uh, I apologize if I did that, but I wanted to paint a picture that says, uh, this is how we've been working, and this is where we come from, and this is where we are going. And with the uh, uh, results that we are seeing, we are definitely sure that things have turned, and uh, with our post-administration also, well, things are going towards the right direction. I think the HOD would respond to other issues, uh, 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 Honorable Chairperson, with your permission. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, MEC. Thank you so much. HOD, over to you. Uh, no, thanks, Chairperson. Just to run quickly through some of the things. If you check slide 63 of our presentation, uh, the infrastructural improvements uh, under Mafube are indicated there, including the timelines. And that is one of the projects that we are saying are making an improvement. You would recall one of the things was the meters. If you check at column number, uh, what is that? Uh, column, the installation and replacement of water meters in Mafube. An amount of 15 million was made available by the Department of Water and Sanitation. And that project is 26% uh, complete. 
uh, uh, to see the installation of about 1,458 meters. The same goes with the, uh, the, the, the refurbishment of the wastewater treatment plant. Water treatment plant, I'm sorry, uh, the tune of 10 million, construction of rising main from uh, uh, Frankfurt Waterworks to the new 12 megaliter reservoir in Namahad. Because there's an area called Pomulo, which has been prejudiced in terms of the supply of water. So that is where the time frames actually lie in terms of the question that was raised by Honorable Mkhalipi. Um, the sports complex in Mitsumaholo, the matter, like I said, it's before the horse. They are actually dealing with it. The issue of the salary payments of the CFO and the MEC has already alluded to, but I also want to indicate that the report, as promised, is already with the with the Secretariat of the Portfolio Committee because it was sent this, morning, uh, this, this, this afternoon indicating all the areas that I actually talked about in my presentation in the morning. Uh, yes, the issue of corruption, I think you are aware that the Hawks is working in the various municipalities in our province and we are giving them necessary cooperation uh, to ensure that they do what they are supposed to do. And uh, our principle remains the same that uh, no one is actually guilty until he's found guilty by the competent court. But where corrective measures in the name of good governance, we also advise municipalities on the steps to take, like uh, some of the municipal managers that are facing criminal cases. Uh, we have actually advised municipalities on what steps to take in terms of the disciplinary processes, because you know that the criminal matter can, can can run concurrently with the disciplinary matter. So nothing excludes uh, those two processes to run concurrently. The payment of salaries, like I said, uh, the report is there. Mafube and Masilunyan withdrawal. Yes, indeed, the MEC has also reflected. Part of the reason why we had to withdraw the then uh, administrator in Mafube and subsequently the resignation of the MM. Uh, were informed by the very issues. That's why now we have a new team, and that's why we see some improvement in some of the areas. But the challenge mainly there is revenue collection as a result of the electricity supply agreement that the municipality has with rural maintenance. Um, the other issue, Chair, it relates to the illegal eviction. As the department, we have through our LED unit, Workshop the municipalities on the provision of the extension of security of tenor act so that they can, uh, 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 um, you know, assist municipalities whenever there are those eviction municipalities can then determine whether there's compliance to ESTA. So I will not necessarily deal with that process, but we can follow it up with the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform, including the Department of Agriculture. The Fontaine one, I'm sure... Uh, because our department is not the same like uh, in other provinces where COPTA and human settlement are uh, 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 under one ministry. So I'm, I'm sure human settlement is in, can give the details. The, the Mafub and Bethlehem Farm Trust will have to get the details uh, because I'm sure if it's the farm that was initially funded by the Department of Agriculture uh, producing the apples, we will give the information uh, that is available to the Department of Agriculture so that they can tell us exactly what is actually happening. Now, on the one um, for the intervention in Mangamu, Chairperson, I will also send that report tomorrow uh, to the Portfolio Committee. I think even uh, when we were visited by the Select Committee, 
as one of the committees of the NCOP to determine whether uh, the province is justifiable around some of its decision and action, especially around the intervention. We did provide a proof that um, we complied with the, uh, with, the, with, the, with the legislation around informing the NCOP. You would recall, Chairperson, that when decision was taken by the Executive Council, uh, it was around December, and Parliament at the time was on a recess. And what we did was we sent the information through so that when pan- Parliament comes back from the recess, then the relevant committees will uh, receive our report in terms of what the ACTO resolved on. And that uh, evidence was provided to the select committee, which will also provide to this committee, including the email confirmation that this uh, report was sent relevantly, and it further confirms that that report was confirmed, was was actually read. Uh, the recipient did read the email. That's what I'm trying to say. So, uh, and, 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 and the committee has agreed, because when we were at the select committee, at the time when this matter was raised, we immediately, because we're still at the office, send the information confirming through WhatsApp and another email confirming that they were informed accordingly and the hiccup could only be on, on, on the side of uh, uh, the Secretariat of Parliament and that, and that was confirmed. Uh, the 27th January versus the 16th of March when the uh, terms of reference were approved. Chair, after EXCO resolution, working together with uh, National Treasure, including National Cocktail, there was a moment where we were requested to circulate the draft terms of reference so that Treasury, because mainly the issues that relate to the intervention in Mangaung were financial related, including Cocktail, where they had to actually make input. And that is what actually delayed the adoption of these uh, terms of reference which was finally done on the 16th of 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 of, of actually March, uh, and then subsequently the municipality received them on the 13th of May, because there was that outcry that uh, the municipality has not been favoured with the terms of reference. But I remember during the engagement when the MEC went to the municipality, he indicated and he took extracts from the exco submissions, which were showing what will be the role and what will be the areas to be covered by the administrators and he did indicate that at the later stage council will be favored with approved terms of reference and those were the reasons for the delay uh yes uh, i acknowledge that uh, government debt also contributed to the financial woes of the municipality but there's always been an improvement the payment plan was concluded and then uh, upon conclusion of that payment plan public works has been consistent in pay in terms of paying the debt and the area debt uh, of, 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 of the municipality. But there was also an executive council decision, Chairperson, where the metro also owed government garage. So we had actually balance as provincial government so that the debt that the provincial government uh, has with the municipality, we can then do some reconciliation against the debt that the municipality had uh, against the provincial government. But uh, those are the matters that have actually received attention and like I said, there's a payment plan in place. Uh, and I think there will be an improvement in those areas. Like the MC has indicated, Moody has also come in to upgrade the municipality ever since the previous downgrade. The loans uh, that the municipality had with Development Bank of South Africa, Standard Bank, which caused the, the, the downgrade, 
uh, are currently being serviced consistently. The Blue Motor account with the municipality, which has accumulated a lot of areas, is currently being serviced on continuous basis, and current account is being paid. And there's also an improvement in terms of delegating part of the money to service the area debt. Chair, I think I've managed or attempted to cover most of the questions that were uh, asked by honorable members. Thank you, Chair. Colleagues, those are the responses. But then on my part, I want to follow up to you, HOD. I don't think you've adequately answered my questions. Uh, because my question is very direct and you, you seem to have dodged it. The question was about what is the legal validity of the presidents of the presence of the administrators in the absence of the terms of reference and the financial require, recovery plan as prescribed by the legislature. As prescribed by your own section 139, that uh, 65 that you have invoked because it's very precise and clear. It's very precise and clear. You know it very well, Bernadette. I didn't hear you responding to those issues. Colleagues, the Chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chair, let, let me respond. Uh, Chair, like I said, <laughs> uh, uh, those delays were caused by what? And you are correct. There may not have been any legal standing during that period. But remember, the MEC, when he engaged counsel, those are some of the things that he indicated that we will have delay in terms of finalizing the of reference. When the administrator started in January, there wasn't much of an impact that was done in terms of uh, any other implications that may uh, 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 prejudice the municipality. They were actually conducting what we call uh, diagnostic assessment, so that by the time they started their work, then all these other matters uh, have got a legal uh, back in. That's why when they started on the 27th, they were doing that diagnostic uh, assessment. And on the 16th of March, from the if you look at their report, the first report that they tabled before the executive council, it was tabled now in June, uh, and the subsequent one was tabled now. Uh, I think last week or two weeks back. So these are the reasons why the executive council even received the report uh, in recent months. Thank you, chair. <laughs> I don't want to create a dialogue with you, HOD, but let's hear the others. Because the way you put it, one is tempted to again come back to you. But let's hear the others first. Colleagues, are you covered? Yes, Chair, I'm covered. Kaiser, Opperman, you had issues to raise? You covered. Covered, Chair. I didn't hear my question about uh, chair the the ability of the the the, the province having uh, to deal with. Uh, let me just go to it, chair. Uh, the debtors, uh, I, I didn't hear, or uh, the ability of the the province and the role that it played and the measures that the municipalities uh, were able to implement to ensure that debt owed to municipalities 
by businesses and government departments are collected. I didn't hear that uh, response. Can we get that response? Chair, thank you very much. Uh, can I can, can I speak? Yes, MC, it's fine. Okay. No, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, uh, various municipalities have uh, uh, collection plans, and um, uh, so uh, part of what we do is to assist them in in uh, the best ways to do so, even uh, creating or allowing. Uh, uh, the current uh, 4IR uh, to be utilized uh, to make it easy for 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 people to to meet their remittance. But uh, other than that, we didn't end there. We even went to to through a campaign, uh, uh, the Patala campaign, where we uh, urging all citizens to pay and. Uh, uh, all people to pay the no. savings. We went... Sorry to interject, uh, MEC. My question doesn't relate to to the payment of residents because that's of, often the temptation, MEC, to, to speak about uh, how residents are not pay, paying. And we have heard this before, that the temptation becomes uh, quick to go to the residents without having measures to actually collect the, 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 the debt that is owed to municipalities uh, from businesses around the municipalities, not residents, uh, and then uh, uh, businesses and departments that are owing the municipalities themselves. Thus, uh, 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 resolving the issue of, of, of revenue collection raising revenue collection in that sense. No, thanks, Chair. Uh, the, the response I'm trying to give was a, a broad response on all sections that owe municipalities. The HOD went at length to explain about the payment plan uh, that uh, has been entered to between government and municipalities. And that payment plan is normally an agreement between a set municipalities and the, and the provincial government. And that includes national government. So with regard to province, we have a payment plan. And to a large extent, certain municipalities have been paid in advance. So I thought the HOD covered extensively that issue. That's why it did not relate to it. I related to business on the basis of uh, collection. Uh, from various business places and the municipalities have got plans, concrete plans to collect from businesses, including incentives that they give. So I wanted to respond to that. Thank you, thank you, uh, Acting uh, Premier. <coughs> now, I'm saying uh, with regard to business, there are those um, uh, uh, plans of uh, even giving incentives uh, for, for them to pay uh, municipalities. So it is part of the plan. So I'm adding because it is necessary to understand that broad plan that says even communities owe municipalities. 
and communities that are able to pay, and our program of engaging with all citizens to pay. And if we say Patala, we don't exclude uh, business and provincial government. Patala means pay. It is inclusive of everybody, every sector in the community to make their payment. So I'm alluding to that fact to, for the community to understand that we've had an inclusive and a broad strategy of paying municipalities because we realize that municipalities don't have revenue unless or until everybody else who's benefiting from services of the municipalities pay. So that's why we're giving a broad, we wanted the community to, to have a benefit of understanding our broad strategy because that one was coordinated from province to an extent that we even agreed that no councillor must own municipalities, no uh, MEC or provincial government, public reps must own municipalities, no uh, administrators. This case, it means um, workers of the municipality that must own municipalities, even workers in the provincial government. So we even invoke for municipalities uh, 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 relevant uh, uh, code of conduct, uh, which is... Um, uh, is it? Uh, I forgot now the, the, the relevant conduct, the uh, code of conduct for councillors and relevant code of conduct for, for for administrators or all civil servants in the in the municipalities. The law does not allow them to own municipalities for more than three months. So we had a comprehensive strategy. We did not have exclusive to specific uh, section of the population. Thank you, Chair. Chairperson. I'm sorry, my apologies. You could hear I'm talking. I didn't unmute my microphone. I was trying to say, to say these are the processes like interventions that are supposed to uh, assist municipalities, to support the municipalities. And then I should also say uh, HOD, I didn't want to have a dialogue like I said with you to say, an admission that uh, what happened in Mangaun uh, with regard to sending administrators without the terms of reference and the financial recovery plans, you must just admit when it was illegal from the start. And then, then because you see, it then exposes you to say these are the processes that are support support to sub, that are supposed to address uh, and support municipalities at the end of the day then you don't follow the law i think in future with future in, intervention follow the law to the latter that will assist you a great deal to to then be able because then it's just that then at times that's where you get challenge challenge at times in court by municipalities for not following proper procedures. I should think it should be an eye-opener. MEC, I could have raised with this with you during the day on Malutia perform, and that's why I was saying there's no need for you to feel guilty because you didn't just stay away for the simple thing you read parliament to your provincial legislature to account to. You appeared before the portfolio committee around 12 June this year. And then the, there were issues that uh, 
the administrator was raised that was very concerning uh, in that meeting where in a, there is an indication and we've seen that during the day like you have apologized on the behavior but uh, the administrator was also lamenting in that meeting that uh, they, whatever he was doing make sure that the administration works then uh, the decision that was taken by the joint integration uh, team they have been reversed by the municipal manager Amongst others, the cited issues of the reinstatement of suspended managers, senior managers, and then the, the, the labor matter in the matter letter, labor matter. So then, uh, and then the administrator was complaining about the action reverse, uh, the, the significant uh, uh, impact on the implementation of the recovery action plan and some of the recommendations that were contained in the. Uh, the recommendation that I raised, and I didn't hear the HOD also responding to that, the recommendations coming from the NCUP. And then what we've also experienced during the day, uh, Honorable Director had a way of putting it nicely to say, this is the municipality that is in trouble, in financial distress. There are managers that are appointed to assist the municipality, but they are now further then uh, contributing to the collapse of the, the, the municipality. So these are the matters that like we've taken a decision and we see that we had to attend that meeting and indeed the HOD has given us the necessary documents. We are going to apply our minds and then I think when we meet, it's a matter that will have to come and address us. But then this thing that I read from that NCUP report was very disturbing as well to see. At the same time, you are saying you are exiting there, but there are these problems. The people that you have appointed now, they, as a, they are just disregarding the law. They can't even wait for the minister's approval. And then the issues that you, you talk to the acting MMC, the acting mayor, you seem not to be aware. At the same time, you're saying you've stabilized the council. Then you, 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 when you did that, the people that are there, are they able to do oversight over administration? Or is the situation where in then administrators will do as they wish because they've, they've seen the weaknesses of the people whom they are supposed to lead them. So these are some of the concerns I'm missing as we're moving towards wrapping up to say these are the matters that we can respond to some of the issues, but like uh, Honorable Mkanibi has said, Honorable I think we still need to have engagement with you together with the team. And we will plead with you to say the mayor must be in the meeting because she has got the responsibility to lead in terms of the MFMA. So she should be in that meeting. Then we'll plead with you so that you impress it with her. We'll find a date, we'll give you the notice in time so that all of you then, you won't cite other commitments. It's the days that we're going to agree, all of us. But I'll hand over to you and uh, to respond to the remaining issues with the HOD as we are going to close this meeting. Then we'll allow the, the Premier to say something after you, then we'll then attend the meeting. Over to you, MEC. Uh, thanks, Chair. Uh, uh, I can only say thank you for, for, for the indication and the observation you have made. 
and uh, I agree I would be part of the meeting and uh, I appreciate really the observation the chair has made. Thank you, chair. I would uh, prepare sufficiently and uh, try to plead with everybody to be present. Thank you very much, chair. I appreciate that. The, the chair is not unmuted. As his chair, we, we can hear. My apologies. I was still saying thank you, MEC, for that commitment. And then the HOD won't say anything after the principal has said, I suppose. These are the matters that we will still uh, work on them. And then, then I wanted to hand over to the Premier to say something before we close the meeting. When she has listened on how the decisions of EXCO when it comes to intervention are implemented. And she might have also have noticed the shortcomings as the members were raising them. We want to hear from the Premier as we are heading towards the closure of this meeting. No, um, thank you, uh, Chair. Um, yeah, no, uh, Chair, well, governance is not in an easy job, uh, particularly um, a local government. Municipalities are a very uh, difficult uh, terrain. Um, uh, we have noted here all the things uh, that have been raised as concerns. We have noted here all the things uh, where we did not uh, uh, give you a, a, you know, a sufficient information to uh, really put the committee at ease in terms of uh, information uh, needed. Uh, the important issue that you have asked now uh, of um, a Mangaung municipality, that gap uh, about the administrators, I, I noted it. And we are learning also as uh, these questions are being asked. Hence, we are really appreciating uh, the committee and the work of the committee and the commitment of the committee uh, to still be here since yesterday till uh, uh, this early hours. Good morning, Chair, <laughs> and the committee. Uh, but really, um, uh, now I would say it's a learning curve. We will go back look at all the things, uh, prepare a written response to, to, to all of them. But uh, as the EXCO, uh, we do get uh, reports uh, of all the work that is uh, happening. And uh, as the MEC and the HOD were confirming, um, the work uh, under Section 139 uh, municipalities uh, is the things that have been reported to ESCO that we know about. But your questions are opening our eyes to other things that we'll have to look into and respond to the committee and work in a much more better way from now uh, going forward. But all I can say is uh, today is better than yesterday and we hope for a much more better tomorrow 
in terms of the work that we are doing. Uh, Chair, no one wishes uh, um, for bad outcomes for themselves. And uh, we also don't want a service delivery to go down because at the end of the day, we are also community members. Uh, when the services are not fine, they are also affecting us. So we are doing our best to improve uh, in all aspects. And uh, with you, with this uh, robust, uh, very in interrogative questions, we, we hope that we'll be much more better in our work. Thank you very much, Chair. Hey, there's other member to me. Here's the full to ask that question. That the answer will be included in those ones that a, a premier you're promising that they will be in right. Honorable Chairman, make your follow-up question so that we can go and sleep. We've got an early morning. We're starting at nine tomorrow, please. Thank you very much, Chair, for the opportunity. Uh, I have follow-ups. Uh, uh, that I want the, the province to note uh, for oral replies. Number one, there are serious allegations that the ANC councillors are owning venting stations that sells prepaid electricity in uh, Malutia Pofu municipality. Two, there are also allegations against the, the speaker of the municipality that he owns water tenders, all contracts and tenders of Maluti Apofu. The speaker allegedly uh, benefits 10% as a kickback. Uh, could you kindly uh, investigate this when you come back? Number three, there is a serious crisis of water which uh, in Kester, uh, which the minister had, 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 had dedicated to to 20 million relief intervention. Um, number four, there is a serious crisis of electricity cuts in the whole municipality due to the debt of the municipality to ESCOM, which amounts to 5.3 billion, uh, uh, which, which, which takes me back to, to, the, to, the, to the same uh, assertion that I heard before, that there's no municipality there. Five, the municipality has declared war against King Letizia three, who, who has a title deed and has given people land. The municipality is even prepared to evict downtrodden masses. Uh, seven, MPEG in the, in the municipality remains toothless with regard to the issues of corruption in the municipality. Thank you very much. And the chairperson is said to be very, very biased. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I would, I would, I would, I would uh, wait for uh, oral replies. Thank you, Chair, for the opportunity. Uh, we, can, we can still go on, Chair, if there is... Uh... <laughs> Who's biased? <laughs> We have agreed that they will submit the questions in writing. It's we ours now. Yes, Chair. They will respond to all your questions. There's a commitment. The MEC has also committed that we will give him a date. He will come with Malutia Pofo. 
will make sure that he directs the mayor by hand, bring her along to the meeting. That's the commitment from the MEC. What more shall we want then? So that's the issue then. And uh, let me thank you uh, for keeping you. You have been with us since yesterday. You're still here with us, uh, Premier and Delegation. Yes, like you're saying, that, that's the element. We're trying to make our municipalities, our cooperative governance work better. Let me thank uh, the, the colleagues from Salga, led by uh, Councillor Stafile and uh, the C COO. They've been here with us since the wee hours. The deputy ministers were also here. Uh, I checked, deputy minister Dawi is still here. Did I omit you to give you an opportunity to say something? You were supposed to have said something during the day, uh, deputy minister Dawi. You still want to do that? DM them. DM them. The DJ is still here. DJ? Yes, Chair, I'm still here. What I think I I'm not so sure. I think DM might have gone out of the meeting. I don't see him there any longer, Chair. I okay. see DM Papella might still be there. I see the DM on my part. She's still here. And then oh. uh, he's also still here on my side. The person that I can't see is DM. DM Papella, you still here? That's the one I can't see. But yeah, you know, it has been a long day. You can't blame people. You might have visited uh, somewhere, but still in the meeting, it's not yet locked out. It's a pity when he comes back, you will find us have been locked out. I want to thank everybody who's still here. The parliament support staff. We've exceeded almost three hours your time. Parliament team, the media team, uh, the ICT colleagues, uh, they're all here. And we want to thank you and appreciate the support that you are giving us uh, as a committee. Our own support staff, uh, Martins, Shirin, and um, uh, our administrator here, uh, our researcher, our content advisor, Andy Udmav and team, we want to thank all of you. DG and the team want to appreciate you having stayed with us in this wee hours of the morning. So for those that we are going to meet in the morning, just go and freshen up and take some a bit of a nap because tomorrow is another day. We have a Northwest, same process that we've done for this uh, yesterday to this early hours of the morning. So the struggle continues. A uh, 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 premier, we are trying to make our, to serve our communities better, to make uh, our local government work. And if we are able to do this when we jointly then work together. South Africa can be a better country to live in. Thank you so much, colleagues. The meeting gets adjourned. Good, good morning.
Thank you, Jen. Bye bye, Jen. Bye bye, 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 bye